How's it going? It's a shitty night tonight. I have two tables, all black people, so I know I'm not making no tips. Are you being serious right now? Yeah, look over there. I have two tables. They're all black. I'm working for free tonight. No, I, I mean, are you being seriously that racist? What? But you don't know that I gotta tip you. Yes, I do. So just because they're black? I've been waiting tables for five years. I never got a tip from a black person. Not once. Yeah, first of all, I don't believe you. Second of all, that's still racist. <laughs> I am not racist. Screw you. What are you talking about? She says black people don't tip. Are you nuts? Niggas don't tip. Everyone knows that. Have you ever waited tables before? No. Then shut up, asshole. Is y'all niggas crazy? I bust you in be Swayze. Stop acting like a baby. Mind your business, lady. Nosy people get it too. When you see me spit at you, you know what I'm trying to get rid of you. Oh, wait. You know I'm trying to get rid of you. You know, I know it's pitiful. That's how niggas get down. Watch my niggas split round. Watch y'all niggas kiss ground. Just for taking shit. Just for talking shit, clown. Oh, you think it's funny? You don't know me, money. It's all about to get ugly. Fuck it, dog. I'm hungry. Uh, hey, welcome to the Blackout Test Podcast, your host Rod and uh, Karen. <laughs> <laughs> We're in the house on Saturday morning. Time for some feedback. Yes, it is. Yay! Feedback time, everybody. Yes. The feedback show is uh, one time a week where we actually let our fans have a say on what we've said already. Mm-hmm. Many of them have opinions. Wouldn't you be shocked at the things that we've already voiced throughout the week? Not all of them agree. Some just want to add their two cents. Some want to come in and shut the building down. Yeah, they do. Uh, and there's a bunch of ways to leave feedback. You can leave us five-star reviews on iTunes and Stitcher. Uh, we appreciate the people that do that. We read those as long as they're positive. You can also go to theblackouttips.com. Leave comments on each uh, single episode. We put a post up for each episode. Leave comments there. Vote in the polls there. Leave comments on your votes in the poll. There's a lot of shit you can do over there. Mm-hmm. Um, you can also email the show, theblackouttips at gmail.com. Um, and uh, what am I missing for feedback? Um, I said five-star reviews, emails, comments. That's, oh, and you can donate to the show, theblackouttips.com. Look on the right-hand side if you want to donate to the show, become a, uh, a, a recurring donator, one-time donator. We appreciate that. Voicemail. Um, you can leave a voicemail throughout the week, 704-557-0186. Keep it three minutes or less. Uh, but, yeah, 704-557-0186. Um, the official weapon of the show is? The taser. And the unofficial sport? Is bullet ball. And bullet ball extreme. Um, and... Let's go ahead and play the music for all the people that donated to the show, because we appreciate y'all. Couldn't do it without you. Uh, Let's play another selection from the choir. I dedicate this song to recession, depression, and unemployment. This song's for you. Today's a new day. That's right, guys. I need a jet, and we ain't going (laughs) to get it unless y'all put in on it. So let me thank all the people that's going to help us all fly the ministry of the Blackout Tips around the planet. We got some podcasting emergencies, and I can't get there without y'all help. And I I can't be booking no no Priceline tickets. I need right away. Pete B., recurring donator. Thank you, Pete. Thank you, Pete. Olivia. 
aka rad underscore film. Wait, rad underscore s? No, film underscore s. Woo! Everything changed with her title. But y'all know her. Um, she, 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 you know, she my boo. She came up with all them coffee puns. Uh, <laughs> M. Stevens, aka Film Press Comics. Thank you so much for your recurring donation. Yes, y'all. When um, the booth is gonna be open and full price, no discounts, is because you're a church member. Maurice November, uh, who killed Crockett's girlfriend in season three of Miami Vice. Mm-hmm. And um, now you can wear your uh, spring white now. No, we know we know you wear white all year round, but you know you got to dim the whiteness according to the season. So put out the spring white, sir. Sonya F, hit us with that one-time donation. Thank you, Sonya. Thanks for looking out. Thank you, sweetie. Christopher D, hit us with that recurring donation. Chris from Hawaii. Thank you, Chris. Thank you, sweetie. Aloha. Brina H, recurring donator. Thank you, Brina. Yes, Brina. See you waving. Conrad L, recurring first-time donator. Yeah. Get this with that recurring first-time donation. Yeah, teach other class. He ain't never leaving. Yep. Keep some new numbers. Tabitha M, recurring donator. Corey DeTicola. Hey, this is that recurring donation. Yeah, long as he don't tickle nobody, we're good, sir. Alexis H, I believe, is brand new. I ain't never heard that name for. Thank you, Alexis H. We appreciate mm-hmm. your recurring donation. Also new, Jennifer OZ. That's right, like ounces. <laughs> she, got, she got two last names. Thank you, Jennifer OZ. Thank you, sweetie. Um, Renita N hit us with that one-time donation. Thank you, Renita. Thank you, sweetie. Um, when I'm gonna be flying on the wings of love, when I'm flying <laughs> with y'all donations, when I look out over the the Mississippi out the window of my plane, my jet. <laughs> I remember all y'all little people when I be staring down at you. Rosalie V. Also, wow, yeah, look at all these new donators. Yes. Did y'all all get y'all tax return? I think so. Darren S., he new too. Yes. Mm. All right, you might have to split that up into two classes, sir. I'm going to have to, look, I'm, I'm thinking about putting an extra engine on the jet. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm going to have to go ahead and put some extra jet engine on there. Uh, Naisha W., also a new one-time recurring, uh, one-time donator. Thank you very much. Thank you, sweetie. And that's everybody, but look at all them new faces. Yes, we see our new faces out there. How y'all doing? Conrad is going to be so busy. Ain't he, though? Teaching y'all the ways of the black guy who tips, but I feel like y'all can get it done, man. Mm-hmm. You know, now, we just need to keep this money coming until we can get up to $65 million, okay? Now, I'm willing, <laughs> to, I'm willing to skimp a little bit on my plane. You know, it doesn't have to be, you know, brand new, top of the line, but... Yeah, we get used. Yeah, but, you know, we need to get all the way to the 65 million. So, thank you so much. And uh, play me out, choir. Play me something there about flying. Even though I'm I smile. Still. I smile. Smile. Hallelujah. So hard to look up when you look down. Just picture me smiling in my jet, y'all. <laughs> um, all right, we got five star reviews. None on Stitcher this week, but we got got a ton on iTunes. Yeah, for those of you that have left reviews on Stitcher, Stitcher is slow, so we completely understand that. And if you have left up with a review and hadn't seen it, let us know so we can kind of be like, hey, you know, what's up with our reviews? And also, um, 
on an iOS device, it allows you to leave episodes. I mean, it allows you to leave reviews per episodes, but those don't actually go to the actual site itself. So we don't see those on the site when we read the reviews. To leave us a review on Stitcher, go to Stitcher.com, type in the Black Who Tips, and leave us a review straight on the page. That's probably the quickest and the fastest and the easiest way to get them, and we'll be guaranteed we see it, and that works anywhere in the world. So we thank you for those of you that uh, have left us reviews on iTunes, but have iTunes, but hadn't done Stitcher yet. And for those of you that are listening to us uh, through primarily through Stitcher, leave us a five-star review because it helps us in the Stitcher rankings. That's right. Let's get to y'all's uh, reviews this week. Um, I can't remember if we read this one or not, um, so I'm just going to read it. Uh, Jazzy JM says, Hilarious podcast, five stars. Listen to one episode and was instantly hooked. TBGWT is a podcast that discusses current events from a sensible point of view with a little bit of ratchetry. I will be recommending this to all my friends. Thank you, sweetie. My man, uh, CSD8204 said, episode 904, say what? Five stars, of course. That was a great show. The SAE story was so interesting. I always like the different perspectives of each and every story, different points of view to consider, and the ratchetness. Always the ratchetness. I sit and tweet the best lines of every show. That's so good. Okay, I think this is my man Chris from Hawaii. Thank you, sweetie. Uh, Zuberi B says, love this podcast. Love, love, love this podcast. It really is my escape from stupid people and a logical take on current events. Karen, love everything about you. Love what you stand for. This podcast is like an insight on what black love is. Rod, I will say you are a better person than I am. I know you hate trying to explain stuff to people, but I will say I'm 30 years old and you've given me a different perspective to a lot of things. And I will say I'm better for it. So don't give up. Oh, that is nice, man. Uh, anyways, love y'all much. Blessings to you. I'll donate ASAP and to anyone that hears this. Follow your boy on Twitter at the Houston Astro. Peace, love and hair grease. Oh, thank you. Thanks, Zaberry. No, no, yeah, he explained it to me, y'all. Y'all fail to realize. I ask because I don't be knowing, you know, I'm out of touch. Yeah, I guess sometimes I just feel like, what's the point? Because you run into so many people that don't really want shit explained to them or they say they do, but then they check out of the conversation and they or they don't really listen to what you have to say. They just want to be mad. Like I was on Facebook uh, yesterday. And Randolph Terrence posted this blog, this link to this blog, where this girl was saying that, you know, like she was kind of against the fact that they pulled the Batgirl cover. And, you know, it was one of those things where I'm like, I get that a lot of people's first inclination is to be against change and Mm -hmm. to like, and and her blog was really misleading. It kind of painted the people who didn't like the cover as some type of mob that, they got it boycotted and taken down, but that's not what happened at all. Mm-mm. But, you know, I was uh, talking to Randolph and I was like, look, I'm willing to talk about it because I have a lot of reasons because I read the book right. and I do understand the issue and I, I do think it's distasteful. And a lot of people don't. I said, but I don't want to invest a lot of time in this if you don't really care because it's okay for you to just not care because I'm just going to dismiss people that don't care as all right, they don't care. They're just coming in trying to be like, these feminists done did it again, right? Yeah, because that's pointless battle. Right, but he was like, nah, you know me, man. I, I'm going to listen. 
so i fucking laid out a 10 point motherfucking like like 14 paragraph retort to it i i you know he i think he liked it i don't know if he had time to read all that shit or if anybody really read what i had to say but you know sometimes i feel like you know man like even when i'm typing i'm like god i just hope people are even gonna read this shit like maybe it should have been a blog post or maybe i need to create a space for a blog or something but you can it was just one of those things where it was like here's the points you know and i don't really like to get into it and argue with people and friends but but mostly it's because i don't think they'll listen so yeah every once in a while you hear somebody be like yeah you changed my mind about something or i didn't even think about this at all and now you've given me something to consider you know i think that matters because mm-hmm. it feels like people don't really challenge their thinking very often very few people do uh lauren from pittsburgh says wonderful five stars i love this show so much i went premium well thank you lauren thank i hope you, you enjoy sweetie. the premium shows man we got a lot of content out there movie reviews mm-hmm. we still owe y'all one for focus we need to do that this weekend yes uh, but you know, spinoff shows, a bunch of stuff. Um, just like good home cooking food for the soul from Lavelle underscore doc underscore M. Karen and her husband are great. I am really enjoying this podcast. I think Queen Karen's husband's name is Ricardo. <laughs> His reading ability is on fleek. Karen's commentary is bright and insightful. Riddick's jokes make me laugh out loud. <laughs> the information they bring to le- listeners covers politics, entertainment, sports, and even The Walking Dead. The light-skinned dude on Wednesday is kind of ratchet, <laughs> but that makes the podcast even better. The segments are the best. Guess the race, messing with black folks, and five-star are like chocolate. Caramel icing on top of a perfect chocolate cake. Remus and Karen have one of the best podcast didn't exist you're not even trying anymore it exists <laughs> thanks I'm for trolling you they don't even have a d in it or anything <laughs> i don't think any of the letters of my name in there Mm-mm, they trolling you thank thanks for bringing this awesomeness to the people well thank you lavelle thank you sweetie uh dope five stars by sis 326 who says make damn sandwich you know what <laughs> man <laughs> <laughs> I know somebody gonna read that read. what the hell does this even mean love it can't get enough six exclamation points Thank you, sweetie. Uh, I need a five-star podcast by a guy called Jeff. <laughs> uh, five stars, obviously. For all you podcast groupies, this podcast has it all. Current news, coverage, humor, recaps, premium shows, and they be dollar store balling like me. Yes. Five stars for real. So put the sword down and make daddy a sandwich along <laughs> with a semen latte. Didn't let you say semen? Whoa. Oh, yes. I I semen pasta. Uh, I'm, su- I'm surprised they ain't blocked that one. Mm-hmm. Along with a semen latte and subscribe to this podcast. You won't regret it. Surgery Chick 07 says 800th rating. Five stars. Uh, actually, Surgery Chick, don't be upset. You're 801. <laughs> you missed it by one. <laughs> Sorry to disappoint you. Oh, I hope she wasn't like holding out it. for years. You know what I mean? I was like, like I'm going to hit number 800. I started listening to TVGWT two years ago when I was working in a basic science lab. Having a hilarious, timely, reliable podcast to listen to made my experience go faster. Now that I am out of the lab and back to the clinics or I, or and, and OR, I listen to the show in one big chunk on the weekends and on call. I really love Rod and Karen's relationship. The themed episodes, Day Walking Wednesdays and Dem Thrones are awesome. You will love this show. 
well thank you i'm so glad that you are out of the uh thank you you know that i'm, I'm so glad that you uh you know enjoy us in the lab and then we got mm-hmm. you you know get you through stuff but i feel bad that you 801 but 801 ain't bad i love 801 me okay? too uh, wonder who's gonna get 808s and heartbreaks. Right. Uh, <laughs> That's a good question. Wonderful week of podcast five stars by San Pancho Girl. Uh, once again, Rod and Karen have filled my week with laughter while elevating my critical thinking process. Thank you for the impromptu review of Kendrick Lamar's new album release. The next day I was on the road enjoying it to the fullest. And what's up with the comment on jellyfish being assholes? Rod, did you watch, just watch Finding Nemo? Need a hug? <laughs> <laughs> I don't, man, I have random thoughts sometimes, and I write them down, and uh, I think I had that one sometime last year, and I just never said it on the show. <laughs> but I was like, what the fuck is wrong with jellyfish? Nothing's even trying to kill them. They're just dicks. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Like, I, you know, at least bees are trying to protect their hive and shit. J- jellyfish just fu- fucking like, fuck you, nigga, get off me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe they've been street harassed or something, we just don't know. <laughs> right. Uh, and Raven had me shaking my head with her naive comments on The View. As a Latina, I can confirm what that what Rosie P. said was true, and I love her more for speaking the truth. Me too. Yeah, she spoke up. Because normally most of the women on those shows, I don't mean no harm, they're very dense. Uh, or, or, or if they're not dense, their um, comments always come out as dense and not well thought out. Mm-hmm. And so it, it means something for somebody saying, no, 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 we're not going to gloss past this because we're trying to keep it cute. Right. So I think a lot of people get caught up in, you know, get caught up in the like, I don't want to shake the boat. And I know if I bring up race, some people turn off immediately, even if I'm right. Correct. But I love Rosie Perez, like calling the people out, man, because you should. And that's the only way things going to change is when people, people that are right are brave enough to be like, look, man, people do some fucked up shit. and they shouldn't do it. Because you're always forced to back down, but nobody else is ever forced to back down. Yeah. One of the things that bothers me a lot is when you hear stuff like this this fraternity was racist or something and people are like are you surprised huh i mean obviously we know and it's like so you've been around this shit and you ain't been saying that in your whole life like what kind of coward are you because i you know when i'm around shit like that i speak up you know it's not and there's nothing wrong with that they don't have to like i'm not saying you need to turn into some fucking tiger activist and i get Mm-mm. like a joke i know the difference between a joke and and like some hurtful commentary but like correct I've been around situations where somebody starts talking and they'll be like, yeah, man, I was in the uh, locker room, man, and uh, these two fucking faggots. And I'm like, whoa, dude, what the fuck is wrong with you? Right. Now, I'm not gay, but I still find that shit to be fucked up. That's some fucked up shit to say, man. Correct. Like, and, and, I, and I don't participate in your homophobia, and I personally don't need the social peer pressure like from a guy like you to like conform to it because I never will. If anything, a lot of times what I found in life is that a lot of people are very weak willed and weak minded and you and there and and people that do stuff like that think that there's gonna be some inclusion from it. And when you take that away and go, actually, no, I don't talk like that and I don't fuck with people that do, a lot of times dudes will stop, if especially if it's to their face. Now online is a little different. Right. But to their face, when they try to pull some shit like that. They, they like at, at minimum they just won't do it around you anymore but right. i you know i i feel like what rosie perez said was like some real shit that people mm-hmm. need to do 
Anyway, you both do such great work discussing hot topics. I appreciate your dedication and thoroughness on all current events that you choose to shed light on. By the way, I'm about to cancel my direct TV subscription so I, <clears throat> so I can sign up for your premium content. Don't tell Rob Lowe. All right. <laughs> right, because he might be upset. <clears throat> Especially not bad decision making, Rob Lowe. Mm-mm. In the meantime, I just had to throw a donation your way as a small token of my appreciation. Thank you for all you do, Sanpo. I mean, San Pancho girl. Thank you very much. I wonder what your name means, San Pancho girl. Um, but uh, we appreciate it. That's all the five star reviews for this week. Yes. Um, so thank you so much. Uh, if you're from another country and you give us a five star review, let us know what country. This does include uh, Canada <clears throat> and or Mexico. Yep, we definitely need that. Uh, need to get it in our life. Uh, we'll see. We had some feedback uh, on the website. We had comments. Um, it's time to read those. Episode 907 was a feedback show. It was called Special Black. Uh, let's get to the comments first. Elderly Gambino, a.k.a. The Wound God, says, Holy shit, Capadonna, spelling, is so mad this week. I mean, I can understand the anger, but good God almighty, don't nobody need to be that angry. Also, that Tim Curry slash Tim Cook tank when he was talking about Apple Watch was good. As for the Apple Watch itself, I don't think it'll flop at all. I wish I remembered a vote in the poll, but you know, players fuck up. For the people that said, why not get the Pebble Watch? That's $100 less. Well, the Pebble doesn't do as much as the Apple Watch. It has a display of the original Kindle. For the people saying they'd rather get one of the Android watches like the Moto 360 than the Apple Watch, iPhone users don't get that chance. Android Wear Watches only works with Android phones, even though Android touts itself as being an open and universal platform. Lastly, for people complaining about the fact that there's a $10,000 solid gold option, not everything's for you. Right. If that watch looks like the price of a car, it ain't for you. Mm -mm. If it looks like a down payment on a house, it ain't for you. Not everything has to be for common folk, and that's not how the world works. Hyundai makes a $10,000 car, and they also make a $150,000 car. Why? Because companies are supposed to make products for all levels, and that's what Apple is attempting to do with the gold Apple Watch edition. Alas, I doubt folks will ever get to thinking like that with Apple because in their head, quality doesn't demand a higher price tag, and the only thing Apple customers pay for in their head is a logo. Great show as always. Yeah, I, I mean, I love my iPhone. Me too. Since I switched to iPhone years ago, I've never tried thought about Going switching back. back. Um, and it feels like there's an inferiority or like rival thing that people do with their technology. Like, right. I got this thing, so I have to be loyal to it. And I'm gonna shit on what you got, and that seems to happen a lot with Apple and the phone wars. And it's just. I've never gotten into the technology wars. I never got into the phone wars. I could um, care less. Buy your shit and be goddamn happy with it. Leave me alone. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I mean the 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 ten thousand dollar price tag sounds crazy, but that's like you said, it sounds crazy because you can't afford it and nobody's gonna get it. You know, if you right. if you can't afford it, the only thing that made me wonder if the Apple Watch would flop was, I want to know. Well, and I guess flop is a relative term because it depends on how much they expect to sell. But, right. you know, my mind, in my mind, I was thinking, will people be standing outside in lines in the cold to get they, to watch? I think they will. Because I feel like that's when you know Apple has some hot shit is when you can't find it in stores because motherfuckers is like, I got to have it. And I guess in my mind, even as a person with an iPhone, I didn't think 
at any point. I never got excited about it. I, I, I yeah, watch. We never do that. Yeah. So I was wondering who else might may or may or may not have been excited about it. So we'll see. Yeah, it's a lot of people I think that are very excited. A lot of people they you know want to purchase it, can't wait to get their hands on it. Um, yeah, because it's gonna be interesting to see all the features that it has on it and all that stuff. How it integrates into into uh ios and stuff like that the way it sounds like it should be a seamless process but you know when you have these ideas and theories and them playing out might be uh completely different yeah and and you know we'll see man i'm personally banking on it not like selling out in stores but we'll see you know it's just my prediction i yeah i'm guessing like anybody else <laughs> the tickler says so do we get the soca solar calypso uh interlude every week or nah just playing but for real though not a big deal but you've done it a few times but your pronunciation of tobago is off karen said it correctly where the middle syllable sounds like bay and not ba oh i was saying trinidad and tobago my bad um i just couldn't remember from college um and then we had a poll what is your dating status married engaged single in a committed relationship cheating swinger something we forgot to put down and poly 31 percent of our audience is married three percent is engaged 14 percent are in a committed relationship 45 percent are single and i'm assuming ready to mingle apparently mm-hmm. uh zero percent are poly one percent is swinger who's that one percent Mm-hmm. DM me, let me know what's up. Five uh, percent <laughs> is cheating. Five <laughs> percent is cheating. Oh, you guys! Uh, and then one percent is something we forgot to put down. And Dad said, "Well, at least four cheaters are honest about something." <laughs> yeah, I couldn't think of a poem for that week, so I just went with that. Um, let's see what else we got here. Uh, episode. 908 statue of limitations but karen take that term <laughs> i really thought it was that for years prince lamar says this episode was so good and touched on so much i'm going to hit some quick points one i think the promotion bill cosby after the show uh is the reason people believe that he should be revered i suspect that people put all the importance on the cosby show in retrospect and people were watching it at the time because it was good a uh, uh, a good show that was funny. Bill Cosby campaigned to be the standard for black people. Number two, the cops didn't even ask the open carry dude at the high school if he had a permit to carry his weapon. Yeah, that was the guy who was like, yeah, what are you going to do, tough guy and shit like that? I went to his blog, and of course he doesn't have a permit to open carry. If the cops would have done the least amount of work, they would have took him to jail. It must be so glorious to be white. Yeah, he antagonized the police and yeah, nothing happened to him. Yeah, because we do shit. We better have our papers together and our papers can be together and we'll still go to motherfucking jail. Yeah, that kid that had the fake ID got fucked up at University of Virginia or whatever. Right, and and, and uh, he's suing because uh, they were saying nowhere in their police report did they say that he gave them a fake ID. <laughs> right. Meanwhile, this other motherfucker's like, what you gonna do, pussies? Huh? I have the American right to bear arms. I'm like, God damn it. Cops are like, please, sir, please, if you kindly would move. Meanwhile, there's a nigga would be like, he got a gun. Oh, I'm sorry. It was just his brain. <laughs> well, it's splattered now. Yeah. Well, it's all over the concrete. 
Sprinkle some crack on them. Uh, number three, it was sad <laughs> listening to the Fox anchors discuss marriage. It was all centered around the premise that sex is the only thing that women have to offer. It is a problem because so many men and women believe this is the concept. Uh, it is not only conservatives. Yeah, that's true. Yep. But yeah, a lot of people, women, men, tradition, generation, generation, even the Bible, for women, your body is only worth how many children you can bear. Uh, you know, other than that, your body is worthless. Your mind is worthless. Like, you're useless. You can't contribute nothing to society. Mm-hmm. Number three, it was, oh, wait, number four. The Lastly, the cop in the Xbox argument said something so weird. He said that he wasn't a real man and accused him of leaving the shower to take a piss. So pissing in the shower is manly. You learn something new every day. That's right. All you guys got to start pissing in the shower, man. It's a manly yeah. thing to do. You little bitch boys. Wait, oh, get out and stand up and take a pee like a punk. What are you supposed to do? Sit down? What's the other alternative? Uh, I don't know. We had a, they had a product that was a uh, uh, sleep spray. Uh, we were, and I said it sounded kind of, um, you know, Darren Sharpery. Like I wouldn't like something could go wrong with sprayable sleep that yeah. makes you fall spray that makes you fall asleep. Uh, don't spray shit on me. What if somebody throws it on you? You know, would you try sleep spray? Yes. What could go wrong? Nah, sounds dicey. Twenty eight percent of people would try sleep spray. Seventy two percent of people said no. No. I need to be sure sleep spray is actually in it, not knockout spray. Uh, well, it sounds like about the same thing. Personal Ron says, I wouldn't use the product because it really doesn't really do anything. This product does nothing if you have any real issues going to sleep because the main ingredient is melatonin. You can spray the whole can on someone and they will not fall asleep unless they really were already trying to go to bed. And they will wake up the same, uh, as some, they will wake up as soon as they are disturbed. I think this is another example of the placebo effect, just like other melatonin sleep studies. I think that preparing for bed an hour in advance is what is really causing people to rest more successfully. All melatonin can do is reset your sleep cycle. It is not an activator of sleep. So it's only useful if you have jet lag or having to change the hours that you sleep. Jim says, I voted yes, what could go wrong? As a behavioral neuroscientist, I feel it is my duty to experiment using this on as many people as possible and report the results to the TBGWT community. You're welcome. All right, just don't get handsy with them. That's all I'm saying. Thank you. And definitely don't tell them it's TBGWT when you're knocking them out. <laughs> Please don't. She's going to be spraying shit on people. TBGWT. What? I know. Give me them titties. You're going to be smoking titties in no time. <laughs> Capadonna says, "Easy spray knockout, guys. Isn't some crap the Joker would store? Isn't some crap that the Joker was storing a fake flower on his lapel? Why do I have a feeling that Bill Cosby and Darren Sharp are going to get in deep in the, on that IPO? But <laughs> 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 well, they definitely won't sleep on it, you know. Mm-mm. Man, episode nine on nine, the pimple butterfly has nine responses already. What?" Yeah, some of them long too. Whoa, whoa, what did we talk about on this joint? Kendrick, man, folks probably got a lot to say about Kendrick. B Touch says, "Hi, Rod and Karen. Listening to your coverage of the Marvin Gaye, Robin Thicke case, which I have mixed feelings about. This is long, so I apologize in advance. Pharrell and Thicke did originally try to settle for, I believe, six hundred thousand dollars, whatever the number was. It was six figures and not seven. Clearly, the Gaye family felt they deserved more, and they got it. Yep, that's why they killed him." 
Pharrell. <laughs> Instead of uh, paying them up front, like mm-hmm. the royalties up front, then you would never have to pay them anything. Other than what you originally agreed on, right? Yeah. Okay. Pharrell and Thicke's defense, once the trial reached court, was that while the songs were similar, they weren't identical, and identical, generally three or more notes in identical sequences, is what a precedent-setting, what in precedent-setting cases would result in these sort of music copyright cases being won. See also George Harrison's My Sweet Lord versus Chiffon's He's So Fine. They t- they tried to argue that the song fell into the gray area, occupied by other songs that are homages to the or homages, I guess, to the pastiches of other songs. In a dry musicologist sense, the songs aren't identical, see, but the jury felt they were close enough to infringe on they got to give it up copyright. Uh, they That they lost the case on these grounds may lead to a little head-scratching among professional songwriters as to how close is too close? Jermaine Dupri is, in fact, taking advantage of this and going after Ciara's I Bet, which he feels is infringing on Usher's You Got It Bad. To me, that case would be just like this one. It's remarkably close, but it's up to the court to decide if it's too close. This, however, isn't a sampling issue as with Vanilla Ice under pressure, and Ice's producer knew what he was doing when he pressed play on his turntable and record on his sampler. A sampling dispute would have involved record labels as well. Well, in this case, both labels, Interscope and Motown, are subsidiaries of Universal Music, so who knows how that would have worked. What I want to know is, how did Alicia Keys get away with falling when it's only a few notes removed from It's a Man's 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 World? And to be clear, neither the liner notes of her album nor the online ASCPA, uh, ASCAP uh, entry for the song acknowledge any interpolation or list anyone other than Keys as the author. Is there a backroom deal we don't know about? Anyways, love the show. Sorry for the nerd out. No problem, man. I feel like I was informed through that. Um, Me too. And I don't know what precedent this shit sets, really. I'm not a musicologist either, mm-hmm. so. I know, don't know. I just um, know them songs sound alike. Right. And for the average person, that's what it boils down to. Uh, and, you know, the way they tried it, I mean, they basically only let them hear the bass line. So, I mean, the bass line sound alike like your ass in trouble yeah and my from my understanding part of it was that robin thick asked pharrell for a marvin gay like sound so that was like that's hard to come back from sterling a says yo great talk on the batgirl slash joker cover i initially didn't see the problem with the cover but i also didn't think didn't know that the cover was about something from her past as i didn't get into comics until recently in my opinion, it's a very dope cover, but that was before I knew it was bringing her back to somewhere she'd already been, especially since it was over 20, close to 30 years ago. Right. Nerds got to get over themselves, man. This issue may not affect me directly, but dudes should stand up when sexist inconsistencies like this pops up in any of our culture. Do better, nerds. No doubt. Thanks, darling. Uh, Sugar Bay says white people hate the Kardashians. They treat them as if they're black, and we know by now that it's because they love black peen. Shaking my head, race is gonna race. I believe that. Prince Laurent says I was reassured of a very important fact when after you guys discussed Tiger's post about Kylie Jenner. That fact is that racism trumps all. I went to the Huffington Post to see Tiger get fried in the comments, but that was not the case. About 99% of the comments were white people crying about another Kardashian dating a black rapper or athlete. Wow. They didn't give a damn how old she is. They are just mad that she was dating someone black. 
Also, I love how Tiger tried to shame black people for sexualizing his relationship with Kylie and then declares his love for her a few weeks later. He's a pedophile and an all-around dirtbag. Agreed. Capadonna says, all I can say is, wow, to pip a butterfly is poetry, man. And Karen, I know what it's like to get so little work done because the music is too good just to be the background. (laughs) I get where you were going with the Batgirl slash Joker. It didn't bother me one way or another, but I can definitely see why social media was going to put DC on blast. It's 2015, and the Internet means that former marginalized voices have agency to express themselves. Also, comic book fans aren't just pimple-faced, lonely teenage boys anymore. Right. SAE suing the... Well, I want to just reiterate, um, the other thing about this this comic book shit, you don't get to ask for my money, but none of my input. Correct. Now, you want those women's dollars. And I've seen an article that says that the female Thor is outselling the male Thor by 25%. Yeah, and women make up like... So it's some ridiculous amount, like 47 or... F- 57% of all, like, comic book purchases yeah. are women. Right. Women spend money. A lot of times women actually will spend more money than men. Right. So this idea that you're just going to disrespect them with, with this bullshit, and it, it's got to stop. And still expect their money don't work like that. Yeah. And for, like, there's there's this old school concept that, you know, it's a bunch of nerdy white dudes that support the industry, and it's just not true. The industry failed when it went that route. Yes, it did. So, you know, comic books are having a renaissance right now. It's the golden age of comic books books. again and and now people are acting like but how dare they apply the diversity and the structure that they have used to come make this huge comeback by including so many different uh people and so many different types of mentalities ethnicities yeah yeah um and 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 why how dare they try to try to keep that going you know um trust me if they if if they if Batgirl the book relied on the on the people that only know her as the woman who got shot by the Joker, it wouldn't the, there wouldn't be a comic book. It wouldn't be a Batgirl comic book. The people who are reading that are people that are, uh, for the most part, progressive, probably feminist, um, and you know, a female in it. Yeah, very inclusive. Not just is a female. I'm talking about. I'm I read the book. I mean, there was an episode where they had a uh, like one of the one of her friends came out as transgender. Okay, you yeah, know, like you, this is not you ain't gonna get no that no old school book. Yeah, this isn't the the book like when I'm sure we'll do a nerd off soon, but like when they shot when in the Killing Joke when they decided to to shoot Barb and paralyze her and you know for part of, for for basically for impact of this story on how it's going to affect Batman and Commissioner Gordon. Mm-hmm. They said the, um, I can't remember his name, but the writer, uh, when they asked him about it, he was like, what, what do you think about this idea? He said, yeah, crippled a bitch. That's oh. like, that's the, at that time, that's the attitude they had towards this character. That shit has changed. And for what it's worth, I think for the better, um, that change is going to lead to people saying, I don't like certain things and I do like certain other things. Um, and just because the good old boys club or used to be doesn't mean that it has to stay that way. 
Correct. And if you haven't read a fucking comic book in a year, I don't want to hear your fucking opinion, and you need to shut the fuck up. And a lot of people even longer than that. Like, a lot of people haven't read comic books right. since children, but they constantly have something to say about shit that they haven't read. Yeah, because they think it's like a freedom of speech issue, and it's not. If you, like, nobody told, nobody boycotted, no one attacked any uh, advertisers or any of that shit. All people said was, we don't like this. The artist said, I hear y'all, and you're right, I'm going to take it down. And then DC said, yep, no problem, we'll take it down. That's it. Right, because they want that money. They don't it fuck up their money based on y'all opinions. It wasn't a mob. It was just them listening to fans, you know, the people who spend our money on the book. Right. Uh, anyway. Also, comic book fans are pimp. Oh, yeah. SAE suing the University of Oklahoma for kicking out their members. Yeah, I'm not surprised. I hope the university strip every asset they can from those frat bros. Yeah, not allow them to come back on campus. Kyle says, Rod and Karen, I pretty much agree with you on the issue of the Batgirl cover. It just amazes me that this cover is the thing some male nerds have decided to rally around, especially since, hold up, before you even get it, go on, let me just say this. They're not rallying around this co- cover. They're rallying against women. This shit ain't nothing but Gamergate like type this, this, part two for me disguised yeah it's this it's, it's yeah they regret they resent the influence that uh, that marginalized voices are getting now right and in the comic book space that should not be allowed because comic books have pretty much been more progressive than society in many ways right you know so, you know like a lot of times in our fiction and our fantasy there's a justice that we never achieve in society so for people to try to act like this is okay no like when I read that lady's post, um, I was like, she sounds like the women that defend Gamergate to me, mm-hmm. you know, where it's like, but she's a woman and she's saying that she don't like that they took it down. It's like, yeah, but there were a lot of women that were saying that Gamergate was about journalism ethics while women were being rape threatened and shit. So I don't know. Let's see. Number one, the book is not targeted towards them, but rather the Batgirl fans and new readers who are young. Number two, the cover was commissioned without any input from the creative team. This is just another attempt to cash in on the killing joke, not some artistic statement. Number three, nothing is going to happen. This isn't something unprecedented. Covers get changed or scrapped all the time. You want something to worry about? Worry about the revelation that the new X-Men writer had harassed a woman for a couple of years. Here's a link if you want to know more about what I'm talking about. Yeah, I looked at this link last night, and this woman, who I believe is also a writer, um, uh, accused uh, X-Men writer Chris Sims of online harassment shit. that went on for years via his forums and wow. stalking her and shit. Like, it's bad, you know? And, you know, if any of this shit is true, man, Marvel gonna have to fucking let, let him go. Right. Because cause that's what happened with... um. What's my book? Oh, my God. Rat Queen is my... Oh, I love that book. But they had to let the artist go. Like he, you know, I think he like had domestic violence incident. You can't be speaking this women empowerment shit. You can't be speaking wait, about wait. being progressive. Your full main characters are women. Right. You can't do that and then turn around and be like, yeah, our artist beats his wife, but come on, he's really good. You know? Nope. We can find somebody else, dog. <clears> I promise you. So uh, he goes on to say, if you are a black nerd defending this cover, please stop. Yeah. I, I, that's what's been sick to me is, is watching black men try to come in and be like, well, it's a slippery slope. And I'm like, you're black. Right. The fuck are you talking about? Like, you, like, don't join in on this shit. This ain't the boat to sink on. No, this ain't. We know what it's like. We know. Mm-hmm. We know what it's like. We know when, 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 when the black hero is always the one that dies. And we know when uh, 
the black hero always has to either come from the ghetto, have lightning powers, um, you know, like that, like all these tropes of black, you know, former military. Like it's always the tropes with black heroes are all the fucking same, you know. So like Luke Cage is a character they really fleshed out. He's gotten married. He's had a daughter, um, or, or maybe it's a son, but he's had a child. He runs his own business now. If the fucking next, um. If the if the next Mighty uh, Avengers or whatever that spinoff is, if that if that shit came out and he was on there wearing gold teeth with big ass chains, we would be pissed. Black people would be pissed. Like, really? Are we going back to this? We would. That's how we would feel about it. So to listen to people that I see actively complain about shit like that sometimes, turn around and be like, but what? But it's a woman thing now. So. Now I'm not on board. It's disgusting. Right. And there's some of these same women that defend, that defend and stand up for you and your rights when your rights are being violated. Right. So it's disgusting, man. Um, you know, uh, Emil says, hi, guys. I listened to that Kendrick album a few times this week, and I love it as well. I live in constant fear of it being snatched from Spotify. For me, sonically, it's like a trip through the early 90s hip-hop, which borrowed heavily from the 70s funk sound in addition to jazz infusion, infusions. Not to mention how he uses his voice throughout, shifting cadences to tell his story. This album seems crafted to be performed live. The production will lend itself to, a imp- to improvis- improvisation on stage. Also, when listening to Mortal Man, I almost chucked up hearing Pac. It made me remember how much of an emotional connection I had to his music. Yeah, definitely, man. Um, yeah, Pac was not my favorite artist, but it did. But he had obviously some undeniable hits and shit. Mm-hmm. But um, one of the things about him as a person was that I feel like even when I was young, I felt I was rooting for him to grow up. Like just yeah, like can you just make it to adulthood? You know, and and like get out of their childish shit. Maybe you know you can like have more potential, but never got a chance. Uh, there are so many other takeaways from this album. Snoop sounding like Slick Rick, the beat poetry sound for of uh, for free, <coughs> the step by step construction <clears throat> throughout that final monologue. All in all, I have not been able to listen to the album without sitting and listening all the way through each time. Yeah, I almost did that. I'm starting the show today. Uh, anime sparks to put. <clears throat> Loving you is complicated, but this dick ain't free. <laughs> Dad said, I didn't completely get the Joker slash Batgirl controversy myself, uh, but it's not exactly the hill I want to down either. I don't want to look to my left or right and see the it's about ethics and journalism crowd in my company. The fact that the artist understood and wanted it taken down and didn't cry censorship is refreshing. Because a lot of fanboys out here are on that false victimhood, Steve's. Yep. Mm-hmm. Just this week. Yeah, like I've been hearing people say it's going to take the fun out of comics. It's going to be a slippery slope. Because they didn't want a variant cover? What the fuck does that got to do with the story? Nothing. And are you even reading the book? Is the book fun to you? Then shut up. You're not even reading the goddamn book. You don't support it. So you don't get to say what needs to happen and change. You know, like you don't spend your money here. We don't want that bullshit on the cover, period. We don't want it on the variant cover. It has nothing to fucking do with the character now. They would have released that as some standalone artwork that had nothing to do with Batgirl. I feel uh, the cover of Batgirl for the current stories and going on. I feel like a lot more people would have been more understanding. If they would have just said, 
here's a tribute to the 75th anniversary of the Joker, and they would have just had a bunch of covers. Here's the thing. I went and looked up the other covers. None of them are like that except hers. Uh, He's done a bunch of fucked up shit to everybody in the Batman family. Only hers has her cowering, crying, traumatized, you know, ready to, like, you know, submit with him creepily putting his feet like no man it's and, not the same and like you said all they had to do was just swap it and it had been a whole different it the the, the if, picture would have been interpreted completely different if they would have had batman on the cover or something crying as the joker was you know cowering with the joker touching him or something people would have had a fit people would have the same fanboys that def, they would be like no this is not what the batman would do well that's not what barbara gordon would do either right you know, so so no, we're not going to do that, man. I don't appreciate it. You know, like I said, I read that piece and she was like, well, fear is just a natural emotion that heroes get over it all the time. There's nothing wrong with being scared. Yes, it is. On the cover of the goddamn book, it is something wrong with being scared. Unless you're fighting a scarecrow or, uh, you know, you're, um, you know, uh, yeah, unless, like there's something wrong with it. Like we don't, I'm not saying you should be getting over fear is a part of the hero you know mythology but there's no other covers that you can find like this there aren't and she went and looked for some and put them in there and they weren't even close to the same and she was like and i see tons of covers worse than this every week in the comic book store show me then you gotta show your work because i i go to the comic book stores as well you know what i'm saying like the, the 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 other nerds who like you're not talking to people that are from the outside coming in. This isn't a bunch of like feminists that don't read comic books that just happen to have a cause of the week. These are people that support this work who are saying, we don't like this. Mm-hmm. They're spending money. Yeah. So you don't get to just be like, fuck that. Uh, you know, you got, you know, y'all's opinions aren't valid and shouldn't be considered. They, they should be considered because we put in as just, just as much nerd credit as anybody else on this shit. You know, so I you don't you don't get to dismiss our opinions like that. I think a lot of times marginalized nerds have actually fought not just the bullies, but also other nerds because you have to fight for your inclusion. Um, And, yeah, it does say something that they decided that they could make that cover with her. And it's never been done with other characters. Um, Anyway, just this week, a friend of mine works at a local comic book shop, made a post on the J. Scott Campbell uh, creator of Danger Girl and co-creator of Gen 13, Facebook confirmable, in which Campbell rallied against Wonder Woman's new costume and comic book industry's continued knee-jerk reaction to internet message board critics to keep female heroines covered from head to toe in fabric. The artist explained on social media that she's an Amazonian, uh, Amazon warrior. She's not in the Taliban. Wow. This Facebook friend stated that I think the movement to cover women from head to toe is a step in a dangerous direction because it goes in the extreme that does come off as the belief that women shouldn't show skin. Okay, that's just stupid. I tried to talk some sense into him that he is now not somehow fighting for women's freedom to parade around half naked. Women on comic book covers and movie posters are constantly depicted as having their ass toward the viewer and their characters like Superman, Batman, Punisher, and so on are covered head to toe. Meanwhile, Black Widow and other women don't need armor in certain places as if wedgies and wardrobe malfunctions on the battlefield aren't a concern. Right. As if their bits don't get a little cold from time to time, as if enemies don't shoot the exposed boobs, you know, out of principle. 
but we couldn't see it and get offended but he couldn't see it and got offended when i told him to check his privilege and guffaw when i mentioned that it was a smart move on marvel's part to do things like change miss marvel's costume for the current captain marvel costume especially since they want to make a movie for this character and embrace that growing female demographic which seems to be the direction dc was going with wonder woman yeah yeah here's the thing you know the costumes are fucked up in the comic books when we get to the movies and they always have to change the women's costumes. Yep. Because no self-respecting actress is going to ever do that. Mm-mm. You know, we can't just be like, all right, man, you're going to wear a suit of armor, but the ass cheeks are cut out and it has a hole for your cleavage. No, that's not happening. Right. And then the people are like, come on, get get the fuck out of here. I'm not no. going around looking. Like, it would actually look stupid in real life. Mm-hmm. Like, we would actually be looking around like, this is stupid. Is this the beginning of a poem? What's happening here? Right. You know? like, And the, and the thing is, it's not like these women will not be sexy anymore. It's not like there won't ever be a way to, like... I mean, look at um, look at Black Widow in the Avengers movies. One, she's one of the sexiest part of that movie. Um, we understand that, you know, her seduction is part of her powers and all this shit. And they have, like, her ass in tights or something. And that's really a, a lot. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's not where you're going. Like, you're looking at her going, damn, she's fine. The whole movie anyway. Right. Do I really need her titties to be, like, just the nipple to be covered so I can be like, now, nah, finally. Mm-mm. You know? just I think people are just starting to realize that just a bunch of little horny 13-year-olds aren't the only people that buy comic books anymore. And a lot of women will support and spend their money on comic books that they when they feel that respect is there. Correct, correct. And the thing is, one of and that's what happens when you don't have diversity in artistry too, like people to actually draw the comics. Mm-hmm. So that's why a lot of women are drawn like that too, um, because you don't have women going, "Nah, doll, her t- her nipples do not need to be poking out in this particular area." Or, nah, you know, you need to. Uh, make the skirt longer or you know or whatever it is or add more fabric or you know don't have a belly button showing or you know and and, you know in this scene we don't never see batman's or superman's ass print pointed to the camera strategically and on purpose you know so it's like come on guys well it's just funny because like i said they want your money but they don't want your motherfucking they don't actually want that inclusion of your opinion Right, and and that's not inclusion. It's nope. not inclusion when all you want is my money. I'm sorry, but you don't get to say, we'll take black dollars, but mm, keep your black ass uh, opinion to yourself, please. All right, because they can take that money and go somewhere else with it, too. Yeah, uh, someone in the chat asked, did I see the Superman Doomsday artwork? Yeah, I did. I posted it on my Facebook page, and I was like, it perfectly illustrates my point. Um, the only thing is that the sense of creepiness isn't there because there's no history of uh like between doomsday and superman where like he shot him crippled him and then like took pictures of his naked body and sent it to his father so the creep thing isn't there but just the fact that there's no cover like that is my point it's like we just would never show a superhero that way correct that was a man anyway um i think a lot of us guys have a hard time seeing our privilege the fact that most of us most of these comics cater to straight male adolescent 13-year-olds or the 13-year-old boy in us all. I'm glad that comics are trying to be all-inclusive. I'm glad that there are spaces like this show that can help us. Uh, some of us see things from the other side because some of us don't get it but like, but would like to. I probably should have sent this to the nerd off, LOL. All right, niggas. Nah, it's cool, Daz. I'm glad you sent it in. Me too. 
you know i talked about it i talked about it on the main show for a reason you know like the nerd off is kind of like a whenever we need to do it type of show because mm-hmm. you know especially the beginning of the year is typically slow for nerd news because everybody's gearing up to go hard during the summer with the video game releases and shit correct but and, and movie releases and like i'm like i know spring summer and fall is gonna be crazy with the nerd off because yes. we'll be having new movies and shit come out every week or two but mm-hmm. right now man it's like shit is pretty much dead but um you know and then we don't have that console war really going anymore so but the the point being um you know so this is a bigger issue than just the nerd off even i you know I think people just need to be thinking about this. And and, and at worst case scenario, here's the thing, man. Um, people are very scared of funny women. People are very scared of feminists. Yes, they are. People are very scared of opinionated women. And I think that fear manifests itself in anger and wanting to shut them down and dismiss them a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing, man. If you don't agree with somebody who maybe they're feminist, maybe they're whatever, what's the harm in hearing them out, though? There isn't any. You know, like, that's the thing I, you know, that I think people are skipping over is, you know, I could see if they were just being insulting. There are some people that you should dismiss. You know, there's sometimes there are people that are just so reckless where you just like, I can't even hear this shit. Mm-hmm. But when someone's like, I spend my money on this book and I feel like this is inappropriate, I don't understand why we dismiss that opinion. Like, that's just a person with an opinion that also, like, you would listen to somebody that said fucking i don't like man of steel you have a debate with them but you won't talk about this it's crazy yeah and it's just one of those things where like you say is that a lot of dudes think of as a good old boy group and fuck these women and i talked to another dude but i wouldn't dare talk to a vagina get the fuck out of here bitch the poll was should empire use the n-word on the show yes it's more realistic no that's a horrible idea 70 percent say no 30 percent think it's it's more realistic Capadonna says two reasons why I voted no for letting the infamous N word on Empire. One, it's doing just fine without the N word. It doesn't move the story forward or add anything to the plot. It'd be akin to saying, "Hey, we should see Taraji Saibu." That would shoot up the ratings. Yeah, it may be realism, but at the end of the day, it's a gratuitous exercise. Empire's over the top camp. It doesn't need the word nigga or any variants crank up other ratchets. Ratchetness. Number two, basically, it's a bad idea because it came out of Terrence Howard's mind. Why would anyone trust Wreck-It Redbone on matters of showbiz? <laughs> and we saw with Iron Man how it is a one-man disaster in terms of cinema longevity. Though it can't get, I can't get too mad. Don Cheeto is a great roadie and actually has acting chops to convince the audience that he could fix an Iron Man suit in a pinch. When the high mark of your acting career uh, so far has been playing a pimp-turned-rapper and screwing up your Marvel money, just shut up and let the real act artists do that thing so we can all get paid. Kappa. Um, I'm going to say I didn't vote in this poll, but uh, I think they should be able to say the N-word. And the only reason I think that is because for the second time on the show, they said faggot. And I was like, you might as well just say nigga then. Cause yeah. Like, y'all really are taking it there. Yeah, you don't have no boundaries. Like, faggot's okay, but nigga's not okay. Yeah, it was bad enough when y'all said it the first time. The second time y'all said it, I was like, okay, just say the N-word. Because y'all, I see, I see y'all really just, y'all, y'all going for it. Yeah, go all in. Episode 910, Race Together. Um, I got some comments. 
Janica says, oh man, y'all took me back to college days. We used to go to CC's on Sundays at the church. So nasty, you might as well put sauce and cheese on cardboard. Oh, the struggle. <laughs> oh, the CC struggle was real. Yes, me and Roger used to get CC's, all you can uh, eat buffet, and uh, two drinks for five twenty-five. And mm-hmm. we used to take the extra money and go to like the what the two dollar, three dollar theater right mm-hmm. there, and that'd be a Saturday in school. Yep. Capadonna says, Sigh, Starbucks, silly kumbaya experiment is why it's best to leave social justice to the professionals. Fortunately, there are too many darkies at my local Starbucks for community college educated baristas to start discussing critical race theory. Kappa. Oh, Lord. CB says, Not sure which episode y'all talked about it, but James Robertson, the Walker Detroit man who came up, was, playing, was paying too much room, too much rent for a room. He was paying a couple hundred dollars a week to live with all those people. What? A couple hundred dollars a week? Oh, so he was basically he was paying, paying mortgage. Nigga, that's that's the rent. Right. That's, that's everybody rent. Right. That's why when she was talking, he was like, "No fuck you, bitch." In Detroit, that's like fucking couple hundred dollars a week, like two thousand dollars in Detroit money. You can buy like a house. Lord. I can't find an article I saw it, but one says he was paying $880 a month. That's his whole check. For one room. And now has an apartment for $800. I hope he had a room to himself because I'm not paying $880 for a room that I got to share with them if they are, if they were, if they, if we're having sex. Yeah, I'm, I'm on his side now. Man, you, that's crazy. <laughs> What kind of shit is this? Why why wasn't that in the first article? Right, because they showed them explain that. that the, the way they explained it, you would think that uh, she was the victim. Yeah, they made it sound like he, you know, was getting harassed because he, he needed to pay what he owed. Mm-hmm. I noticed. What the fuck? No, you take that money and bounce. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. No, sir. Uh, and then the poll for episode 910 was, do you think Starbucks campaign is a good idea? Yes or no? 15% say yes, 85% say no. Who are y'all 15%? I don't know. Uh, like a call, like to talk about racism over your morning, Joe. Y'all just want to see see the world burn. Right. Jabby says they are going to mess around and get one of those workers hurt. Unless some sort of education is used for this go-in experiment, I mean, for this go-in place, expect to see many workers on World Star. Right, with hot coffee poured on them. I guarantee you, if the dude got off Twitter because he didn't want to quote unquote talk about the talk about it, you know, you know, the employees got no goddamn training. Prince Laurent says this campaign show how little the owners of Starbucks know about race, and it's so grimy to pass this down to your employees. The next time Starbucks is meeting with other corporations, will they discuss race? Well, will they just get down to business? Also, the slogans they used were stupid and disrespectful as hell. I do not know how the how the shall we overcome question mark. Yeah, I hate that slogan. Makes it to the papers. Yes, it's like black people. Y'all ready to try? There is no way a black person saw any of this before it went out. And it is not an honest conversation if you give your employees talking points. I just hope that I don't see a news article about Starbucks breaking a sales record on the 20th. Uh, Raddy Gadsden says Starbucks is all about tolerance of lactose. <laughs> Common says, I think it's a great idea. It would be even better if customers could get a free copy of Electric Circus. Dog, he sold out so hard. Fake deep ass nigga. 
So I don't fuck with your music no more. Who the fuck is an electric circus? His whack ass album. Look, I people know uh, on on here, um, or at least they they probably have picked it up over the years. I don't listen to common music. Oh no, I know I don't. I used to. Well, I I liked B, uh, and I liked like Water for Chocolate, and I really liked um, Can I Borrow a Dollar, uh, which is when he was still wasn't shit, and he was rapping about fucking hoes and all that stuff. But um, hell no, not no more, dog. I haven't fucked with a common album since that Kanye thing he did. I think that was the last one I liked or listened to, really. Um, and yeah, I, he was beefing with Drake. Like, I don't fuck with common, man. Nope. So when he sold out, I was happy. I was like, good. Oh, fake, deep ass, terrible spoken word at the White House ass nigga. <laughs> I don't, I don't not fuck with him, man. And can't act either. His movies be terrible. And, and he sold out for a Starbucks check to tell us that racism don't exist no more. Man, you don't get the fuck out of my face. Y'all see that? Did you see that picture? But he was looking at the, it looked like a Starbucks menu on the back, but on the front it said race together. Oh, Lord. I guess it's supposed to be a newspaper that said race together on the front. And he was looking at it like, yeah, this good. <laughs> I'm disgusting. I, I was putting captions on it like I can I can't see the words on this because I don't see color. Oh, and another one I said was, "Massa, what this say?" <laughs> Man, common. What a letdown. Natasha P says another instance when folks making policies should make sure they run these revolutionary ideas past people of color. There's no way this would have passed the Ask Jamal test. Yeah, I agree, Natasha. And not to mention, I mean, it wouldn't have passed the Ask Tyrone test. You know what I mean? Shit, it wouldn't have passed the Ask the Janitor test. What are we talking about here? Yeah. Um, like, you don't even, yeah. That's what I'm saying. It, 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 there's no test of with any type of black person that would be like, that sounds like a great idea. You should do it. Right. And episode number, number 911, Mother Dick. Uh, Capadonna says, I'll keep it short. Says, Rob will sigh over my long-ass post. I apologize, so I'll keep it really short. Um, then they went on to have four paragraphs. But uh, but but you know what? I see you trying, brother. I see you trying. First, I don't watch The Walking Dead. Too much good nerd TV to keep up. But I honestly say that hashtag Dem Thrones is a masterpiece in fandom podcast. I can't wait for hashtag Dem Thrones to return. Second, I'm not surprised that Rick Santorum would placate to a crazed bigot rambling about I have absolutely no idea what the she devil was talking about. She devil. <laughs> oh Lord, she. Oh, you hate some white people. She was mad. This man's morality is stuck in the 1750s. He's too backwards for the average tea partier. Yeah, in his defense, though, because I thought about this after we got off the air. In Santorum's defense, where do you start? And I don't think he was expecting that either. That question was so crazy. And it wasn't a question, it was a statement, basically. Yeah, she, I have a question. And they're like, okay, what's your question? In the Plutarian totalistic efforts of a dictatorship, when we need to stand up for our Second Amendment rights, because the freedom of speech is being taken away by this dictator, you're like, what are you talking about? And he's nuking South Carolina. All right, we all know this. He's sending us to war. How do we get here, ma'am? With Canada. And you're just sitting there like, <laughs> when when is this question going to be over so I can pick the one thing the, that I agreed with and act like that was the whole question? 
not only that, the dude with the mic had to basically pull her. They were pulling her away, and she was still screaming. Yeah, I don't know what he was supposed to do. I don't know what anybody anybody was was supposed to respond to that yeah. one. Yeah, uh, third Don Lemon, just Don Lemon. That is all. And as 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 soon as you said a couple dudes in Connecticut killed a cat over spilling coffee, I just sadly knew the answer to guess the race. As Leonard Brothers can attest, this was a gimme. As a New Haven native, and any ignorant ratchet from the home of Yale and the hamburger is almost always bound to be Carolina breed of gazebo gorillas or their spanglish-speaking cousins from puerto rico not hate my pops was born in greensboro elm city represent i guess have a good weekend thanks cavadonna you too kyle says that's crazy that crazy old lady was the best her rant was just as lead as kendrick's new album (laughs) 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 there's much passion in it Every time I listen to it, I come away with something new. My favorite part is the look on Rick Santorum's face. He had no idea what to say at all. And he did anybody else catch the part where she said she was a high school teacher? Oh, no. Oh, she. The same woman who believes that Obama. Yes, Karen. I was like, is that your teacher? You are out of that class, child. Mm -hmm. She probably teach history, too. Um, the same woman who believes Obama tried to blow up a nuke in Charleston is passing on her knowledge. Anyway, great show, communist dictator. Tanya says, I've never left a comment, but I love and listen to your show faithfully. I believe this is the episode you talked about, Dolce and Gabbana. I think you missed part of the part of them being gay themselves and was a couple for years. What? Wow. That wasn't in the article I read, but damn, they gay too? Man, that's so fucked up. All right now, John, looking at them like, uh, niggas, hell gay. Nope. And they started that line together. So for them to be being two gay males that lived together for years to feel that way is a little what the fuck. Shit, there's a lot what the fuck. Anyway, I never watched The Walking Dead until your podcast and listened to the reviews for weeks until I gave in and finally binged on Netflix and hashtag they walking for life. It's a great show. I always look forward to your reviews with Jay Dollar, Creflo Dollar, crazy ass. <laughs> On, uh, <laughs> off to finally leave my five-star review. Love you guys. Please don't change. Begs like Keith Sweat. Oh, thank you, Tanya. Thank you, sweetie. Chris from Hawaii says, this episode was so good. I listened to it so much. It felt like I had it on rotation. That was the funniest, most rambling, ratchet, The Walking Dead recap ever. Chris needs to guest on these shows more often. Was doing over, over overtime. Thought I was in the coffee. I mean, thought I was in the office alone, and had this blasting over the speakers until one of my coworkers materialized from my cubicle and asked, "What the hell are you listening to?" <laughs> That's the proper response. Uh, I explained, apologized, and said I'd listen through my headphones. And to my surprise, she said, "No, leave it on. They're funny." Oh, Aww. that's nice. Y'all over here making new converts in the 808 state one day walking episode at a time. She was the second one in as many days. Well, thanks for spreading the word, Chris. Thank you. And the poll for the episode was which cuss word is better, mother dick or Jesus tits? <laughs> mother dick won 80% to 20%. So oh, yeah. I like that. Mother dick is pretty good. Yes, it And is. we had one comment on, oh, August 10th. Oh, my God. I got to read this book. Uh, the book club. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm. You got me going. fucked up. I'm still slowly making it. Yeah, I'm slowly making it. Butterbean says, "I guess they're not going to go through this book on the show." Sad face. I will tell you what, Butterbean. As soon as you apologize for what you said about Kim Kardashian, 
and us, then I'll read the book. Cause you know you, or, or you just can wait till Karen finishes reading that. Uh, Watch the Empire. Yeah, cause you know if you, you know, want to rely on that, uh, you know, Little Brother got his notes saved up and stored, and mm-hmm. and Nick G. So waiting you, on. you write in and apologize, and uh, yeah, I read the book. Okay. But, yeah, I'm uh, making it through Empire, y'all. I'm making it through Empire. I I think everybody's just pressuring me because my uh boss and my uh cue mate watches Empire every week. They come in and talking about. It. I just let them talk about it. It was like we don't want to spoil it. I was like, no, I was like, because I know that you know we you know you watching now. You talk about it, and they're like, I don't know what's wrong with you. Why ain't you on? And I kept saying, okay, I, I, I gotta watch it. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, let's uh do the voicemails. Uh, oh, we only got one. Let me play it. Yeah, Rod and Karen, what's up? This is Mike. Um, I was calling to talk about the uh, Batgirl cover that y'all, that y'all are speaking on. Um, and, you know, you know, y'all are 100% right on that. Like, the way, because I, I wasn't sure, like, what the optics of it were. And I went and looked it up while I was listening to y'all talk about it. And that's crazy. And somebody's shaking a fucking dumpster in the background while I'm talking to you. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um yeah, DC would never do a cover like that where, for example, like, if you saw Bane in the Nightfall costume and he was wearing that standing behind Batman and Batman was looking like he was about to cry and shit, referencing, you know, him getting his back broken or whatever. So it is kind of ridiculous that they do that just for Batgirl and, like you said, not for Jason Todd or any of those sort of, uh, sort of scenarios. Um and with as much good as the New 52 has been doing, I hope that that's kind of like their lesson that they learn from and then don't do that kind of stuff anymore. Because I think the Bad Girl book does have a lot of room to turn into something really, really cool. So that's all I got to say. Keep up the good work. Talk to you later. Thanks, man. Thank appreciate you, sweetie. You. Um, and I agree. Uh, Orlando writes in. Uh, oh, wait. The phone lines are open 704-557-0186. That's 704-557-0186. Mm-hmm. Uh, Orlando writes in, hot flashes. What's going on, TBGWT crew? I was listening to the feedback and hearing about Rod's episode with the inexplicable body heat. I wanted to share my story with you. First of all, I'm glad you're doing better. Here goes the story. I was flying back from Phoenix after a work trip, and I was in a window seat. Cue Miss Badu. So I, so I was expecting to just sit back and relax on the ride back to Dallas. I put on an episode. Oh, hold on. I'm getting a phone call. Yo, you're on with the Blackout Tips. Yo, what's going on, family? Can y'all hear me? Yeah, yeah what's going how on? how you doing, what's sweetie? Up, hey, um, so I didn't get a chance to write in at all. Hold on. Let me change my mic. Okay. Y'all can't hear me better. Yeah, yeah, you sounded fine the first time too. But go ahead. All right. Um, yeah, I couldn't write in because uh, you know the little terrorist been running around the house all day. Um, but I wanted to you know kind of chime in on the Batman thing really quick and uh and Kendrick. So you are again, you all are a hundred percent spot on with the Batman. Um, first of all, it was a variant cover, it wasn't a real cover, and like variant covers get pulled all the time. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I don't see what the, why people were fighting so hard for something that wasn't even going to be, you know, like an actual cover. Like, that, did that make any sense to y'all as, as well? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't see how, 
I don't see how people would fight so hard for a variant cover. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're obviously fighting for the bigger issue, which is I don't want these women having a a say-so on comic books. Right. Well, and this is the thing behind that. You made a comment just here. Um, I was in the chat room. Mm-hmm. And you said something about costumes. And it made me really think about, you know, like when women, like, they, they always have to change these costumes um, when they go into movies and things like that. Do y'all remember Blood Rain? Yep. That movie that came out there with the cart that was a comic. Yep. Remember they did the actual costume for Blood Rain and it looked ridiculous. Mm-hmm. So, like again, another valid point. People at DC is trying to clean up, so they can bring all these properties and you know all these books over that are really well written um, over until their to, to their universe. So you know, I applaud them, man. That was you know it was just an excellent effort on DC's part. So and, um, amazing job. And I have a question for y'all: the variant, co- like, what exactly does that mean for somebody that's like, what the hell are they talking they're, about? They're covers that don't. They're not actually on the cover of the physical comic book, okay. except for, right. except in some limited releases. So sometimes you pay extra where it's like, we're going to only print 250 of these covers with... Like a special edition? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. But it's the same guts, you know what I mean? The story is the same as every other edition of the comic book that month. Okay. But the cover is different. Okay. And right. with the what is going on at Batgirl right now... It is so inappropriate because it just okay. I see what you're saying. It's like yeah. you you're just doing the cover to, as a cash grab, without even trying to you know um, cater to the people who buy the comic. Okay, that, right. Yeah, now, now now that makes sense, and that will, and I will understand why uh, people would be upset, even even as a man watching it, you still could be upset, going, "What the fuck is this?" and if y'all want to do it right, and if she is a heroine, she needs to be. You need to have her in a position of strength. Yeah, you know, if they yeah, would have absolutely, if they would have. What's so funny is there's so many ways they could have done that and still elicited a very powerful thing. If they would have done the opposite, where she was holding the gun and smearing right. smearing red on Joker's face, it would have been just as like compelling because it would have been like. Is Barbara gonna go too far? Is this the episode where she gets revenge? Oh. But the but the real problem is you open up the book and then you know it ain't gonna have shit to do with it. So now so it just does nothing but piss me off to take it back to that moment because they cover like at this point I would say Barbara Gordon's story is more about uh the inspiration of getting over trauma and tragedy and right. how to, and being Absolutely. a survivor than it is about uh, than it ever was about the Joker and, and the killing joke. And I feel like to try to take her back to that just for a cheap fucking, you know, look at this cover is terrible. Yeah, it, it felt like they were trying to appeal to, like, the the male superiority, like, kind of deal that's going on, like, where, you know, just like y'all hit the nail on the head, like, I don't want to see my heroes in those type of comp- compromising situations. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, like I applaud DC for pulling the cover, and now I'm actually going to go and read that Batgirl run because I haven't haven't even touched it. Yeah, man, it's it's, it's good, and it's fun, and it's funny, but it's also, you know, like, it's real progressive. Like like I said, if you read 
i say four or five issues by that time you realize like oh yeah the kind of person that wants to see that joker cover ain't even reading the book so fuck them right right like i got in an argument with uh with feet um about it and not like in a bad way he was just questioning a lot and i really had to break the, the logic down to him that dude you put any other character in this position it it it's a outcry is a rage right so, i mean well first of all you expect us to believe that you got into an argument with feek i don't know bro no i, I know i know man that's that's a little far-fetched <laughs> man i you know i i mean if you're gonna call up here and just lie to us like howard and shit man then i mean <laughs> you, you know you can save your time man <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, man, I'm just I'm just trying to keep it truthful, man, 100%. Man. I know, I know I'm, not, I, I'm not an argumentative person. I, I don't, and Seek isn't either for what I, you know, for, you know, what we all know. Right. So for, for that to happen would have been amazing. Um, <laughs> but no, um, so yeah, I wanted to comment on that. Um, so all you comment fans, um, I just wanted to say, look at your heroes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> look at them. Look at them now. You feel it? Race, race together. Hey, hey, I like to see the world burn. And opening up Twitter that day and seeing that, I was like, ha, 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 ha. I had the most evil villain last. <laughs> he sold out so hard. So hard for Starbucks money. I'm sure it was a lot of money, yeah. but damn, Common. Bro, he jumped over there. He saw a clip. He was like, no, no, no. It needs to go higher. Let me let me jump up here. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, man, I... I, I still like some of Common's old music, but I, I haven't listened to a Common album in so long. <laughs> like Bruh, a I, I, man, I can't even front. I Cuban be the shit out of that last album. Like, all I know is he just drank. I people was like, yeah, man, I know you listen to that Common. I'll just be like, oh, man, I got to get around to it. With <laughs> I don't listen to that shit at all. That's why I was like, I guess I'm not really a big fan anymore. So, and I, and I can say that for, a whole lot of his albums, so you know how it is. Yeah, it it it, it, it was just that I, y'all was cooking so hard off that. You and Chris was cooking so hard, and I couldn't even get no jokes in. I was like, let me just <laughs> just back up and just watch it all unfold. So oh, excellent man. job. <laughs> it was too good, man. <laughs> um, and then the last thing, um, um, and I said it on Twitter. Like, is was that Kendrick release like? Would have felt like to be a Beyonce fan, like that was anticipating <laughs> like a drop. You know, yes. Because I'm gonna tell you what. You what uh, yes, and I'm gonna tell you why. Because the responses were the same. Okay, whenever Beyonce albums hit, two things happen. Everybody rejoices for about a hot five minutes. Everybody cool. Then about the ten, fifteen minute, all the people. They don't like that bitch no way for various reasons. Don't like her baby, her daddy, her family. Just because she she start piling up and start talking about everything that they don't like about the album and why y'all stands and why y'all are riding. And I seen the same wave when that when the album first hit because it hit at such a late time. Y'all were able to actually maybe about an hour or two. Like like y'all time frame was a little bit longer because I think the people that hate Beyonce have alerts. Uh, but you yeah. know, with Kendrick, it's a little different. <laughs> so they let y'all have a few hours. But once people started getting the alerts or started trending in their timeline, you immediately seen the he ain't shit. Why he come out with this? Every song suck. 
you know a better rapper could have rapped over this beat you know why he do it like this he sound like a sucker he is so that bringing all they mama drama personal problems onto the timeline about kendrick and your problem has nothing to do with kendrick a lot of it is just insecurities within yourself but they bring it in there. and that's and, and and for me as being a beyonce fan i seen the same dynamic and you know you made it if you done got to that beyonce hey you have made it it was it was so good. It was so good. Like I I I was about to go to bed, literally about to go lay down. Right. And uh, T9 was like, "Well, I guess we're doing this." And he shot out a tweet and it said Kendrick's album was out. I was like, "Nah, I, what a cover! It's just a cover, right?" And then I clicked on it, and I went to bed two and a half hours later. Yeah, I know I listened to that shit all night. Like, I ain't gonna lie. Yeah. Stayed up till like four in the morning listening to that shit. I didn't hit play. I was like, if I hit play, no, I won't make I won't function in the morning. Hey, Karen, watching your struggles was so real. (laughs) Because I was like, I feel it, but I gotta gotta listen. Yeah, I had it downloaded and everything. I was like, yeah. (laughs) And I'm, I'm like everybody else. I thought Spotify was gonna take it down. Because I heard people yeah. was like, well, it ain't supposed to be out yet. Did iTunes didn't have the, you know, didn't have the uh, custom version. I was like, uh-uh. I was like, nah, custom version, that defeats the purpose. Right. No, it was it was just an amazing event. Um, so, you know, I just wanted to, to, to finally say that I was, I was waiting on about four people to hear the end of that album. And it was you, it was Sinam, it was my boy CY who was on the show. And uh, Bomani Jones, I wanted to get y'all opinions when you heard Pac at the end of the album. Mm. Like, like, was I the only one that got a little dusty? Like, it was like, oh, yeah, it got, oh yeah, it got a little emotional. <laughs> I still, even, even when it end, every time it ends with him saying, asking, saying Pac's name three times and then going off, I'm always like, damn, you know what I mean? Like, right. it's just like, man, we lost. Lost that dude, you know, to like so many, so many uh, issues, man. So, I mean, a lot of it of his own causing, of his own, you know, own volition and shit. But I feel like that's kind of one of the points of the album is that a lot of shit is of niggas' own volition. And we don't want to, like, if people act like we can't have that conversation unless we, you know what I mean? We can't have that conversation at all anymore. Right. Like, you you have to be uh, completely... Like one way or completely, there's no, we don't have any gray space in these conversations anymore. Exactly, man. And that's, so. you know, that nuance, man, that's what I'm all about. So, you, well, know. you know, that's what we live in. We right. live in nuance because, you know, like that's what you're supposed to do. <laughs> like you need to see both sides in order to come up with a opinion that's well formed. <laughs> so, yep. um, but other than that, just want to say great job as usual. Um, I'm always super unapologetic about who I fucks with, and y'all know I fucks with y'all. Same here, uh, bro. Pause Back with, at you. Pause with, I, I would say pause when necessary, but I stopped pausing niggas like two years ago. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I just want to say thank y'all for keeping it going and uh, keep uh, keeping up the inspiration, man. Keep appreciate no doubt, y'all. Man. Appreciate you. Aaron. Thank you. Love you, sweetie. No problem. Peace. Peace. All right. Uh, back to this email. I'm sorry to interrupt your story, Orlando. So he was on a flight uh, from Phoenix to Dallas, and he put on our podcast, started to zone out. Karen's laugh got my attention at some point during the flight, and then I looked at the time to land, and we still had about an hour left. Oh, hold on. Got a call. Sorry, Orlando. Yo, you're on with the Blackout Tips. 
Hey, Rod. Hey, Kim. This is Ashanti, not sort of crap singer. Hey, Ashanti. Hey, uh, we was, yeah, we had your note. We were going to talk about your uh, sucking on your chocolate salted balls this week. Oh, oh, I'm, I'm glad you like it. Actually, I'm, I'm really sorry, Orlando. I called just as they were about to get in on your, on your email. So I'll just make it quick. Yeah, I just wanted to see how you guys liked them. Oh, oh no, they were good. good. I, I ate, ate the shit out of them. I like, ate the last one last night. Karen barely got any. Um, but, but I did, and they were delicious. <laughs> yeah, but I ate I ate the hell out of them chocolate salted balls, man. That was good. You yeah. said you're going to do cinnamon next time? Yeah, okay. Well, the, the recipe has uh, cinnamon in it, and mm-hmm. some people said that they liked it. I kind of thought it was, um, let's just say it's not my jam, so okay. I okay. would do it again, but without the cinnamon. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, my mom loved the shit out of them. Um like, uh, and actually she was, um, okay, so when I was trying to explain to her um, how this idea came about, you know, I was searching for that portion of the show on my iPhone, and I was um, trying to tell her about it in the meantime, but because she didn't like, um, she never watched South Park, mm-hmm. um, wow. she had she had never heard the song before as I was explaining it, <laughs> and so she actually thought I was literally going to make so oh. balls, as in, she was like, okay, so you mean like, you want to put hair on them? Like, you look like, like, oh. two, two balls in the shop? Like, <laughs> um, what are we doing here? No, no, ma'am. And, um, <laughs> no, ma'am, no. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like a mama's response. Yeah, no thank, uh, Mrs. Uh, uh, not the, Mrs. Not the Crap Singer, we would never mm-hmm. actually eat anybody's mm-hmm. real salty balls. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, you know, just to go a little dark with it, who went to harvest that? Right. So, yeah. Are you gonna send us I, like I, bull testicles or something? <laughs> I, no thanks. I'm yeah. not. I'm not Andrew Zimmerman. Yeah. No. We're not him. No. Definitely not. Definitely not. But yeah, I'm <laughs> glad you guys enjoyed it. And uh, later this week, she also made a cake for someone else. That's the picture I sent you the other day. Yeah. Uh, that is literally like a three-layer um, cake with like Kit Kats around the side and chocolate icing and um, just. A bag of M Ms. Man, y'all be y'all be baking, man. I don't like. How are you so skinny? Like, you like, <laughs> like y'all. You be cooking, man. Yeah, but after I saw after she made that cake though, and I was supposed to make it originally, but she was like, "I'm not busy. I'll do it. I'll do it." I was like, "Okay, well, I'm not gonna complain." Um, and uh, this is the moment you realize that um, you ain't shit compared to your mom's cooking. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, okay. I am clearly not the goat, though I will succeed this time. Congratulations, nah. Mom. And that thing was heavy as all get out. Well, thank you so much. Thank we, you, We sweetie. appreciate it, man. We and, uh, do. You know, uh, hopefully, you know, if you keep sending us, we'll still be able to hang on to both our feet, you know, fingers crossed. But uh, <laughs> this, this food is delicious, and we consume it way too fast. But we, we do appreciate you, Ashanti. We do. Yeah, next time, I'll send toothbrushes. Yeah, we, we, we might need them. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. All right. And just one more thing. You yeah. Know, um, you know that crazy old lady that um, was talking about talking about President Obama? Like, who was it? Oh, Scott yeah. Walker or? Santorum. Uh, Santorum. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So talk about mothers giving birth to sons without dicks. Um, I remember back in 2008 when um, President, I'm oh, sorry, <laughs> Never. Uh, when John McCain mm-hmm. had a similar incident where this old lady got up and, you know, 
she started to go on her rant, but then she dropped that um, Obama's a Muslim bit. Yes. Um, ah! So McCain at least had the presence of mind to shut down the crazy right then and there. Right. The fact that what to say didn't have the presence of mind to do that means he either didn't. Um, he kind of agrees with her too much where he just like let it slide because like why it was the point in stopping her. But at the very least, John McCain was a statesman enough to shut it down and shut it down early. I bet you not no one else who came up after her asked her ignorant asked him an ignorant question like that. Mm-hmm. So that's just a shame, right? Yeah, well, I mean, that's the thing, man. When you let the vitriol go too far, like these become your fans. Right. You know, it's one of the reasons yeah. it's one of the reasons that we kinda, you know, be really interactive with our fans and with the feedback we get on our podcast is because I listen to other shows and I'll be like, I don't want that nigga representing right. anything about me. Correct. And I feel like a lot of these politicians don't have that mentality. They just want all the votes. Nope. And if there's crazy votes, they'll take those too, instead of shutting shit down and being like, No, crazy lady, you don't get the you say that, that you asked me a question. You crazy. Get get out of my fucking meeting. Right. And and we don't mind shushing you and pushing you out the front door because it's like you interrupt everything else going on with your craziness. Yeah. But he ain't got no integrity. So what can mm-hmm. you expect? Yeah, definitely not. Okay. Well, I'll let you go back to uh, Orlando's email. Sorry, guys. No Thank problem. You. Um, Bye-bye. Thank you, Shanty. All right. Bye-bye. Peace. Bye. All right, man. But she do got some good chocolates out the balls, y'all. Mm-hmm. Put yeah. it in your mouth and suck them. <laughs> thanks children that's what she should have said when she called in hey children um <laughs> <laughs> so he says uh all of a sudden he's on the plane now i feel this burning feeling all over my body Uh-oh. and i had on some wind pants and i truly felt like just taking them off but i knew that wouldn't end well i also didn't want to bother the people next to me so i tried to adjust the ac and that didn't help either so i got up and stumbled back to the restroom Thank goodness American Airlines had some clean pumping out away some clean restrooms that day. I started I sat down on the toilet and just let the cold water from the sink run on my hand, trying to cool myself down. It was helping a little, but I needed more, so I started splashing water on my face and there was a vent in there pumping out cold air. I was able to muster up enough energy to ask the flight attendant for some water to drink and then just stayed in the bathroom for another thirty minutes until I cooled off a bit. After that, I went back to my seat and then drove home, and I was fine the next day. I didn't know what caused it until it happened to you. The similarity was that I had a burger in the airport, and I think that may have done it. Yo! I don't know if it was undercooked or what, but I think, like, in your case, it was uh, bad beef that got me. Now, as I look, this was a long email, so I'm glad. I'm going to just say glad you're better and beware of that bad beef. Take care, Orlando. Man, I really do think it was that beef dog. I think it was that burger, man. Oh, that you ate with Travis and them? Yeah, okay. it didn't taste right. It was, you know, I did ask for a medium, but I always ask for my burger in the medium, man. I just right. think it was something wrong with that food. Right. And and literally, I was over it the next day. Jay says, St. Patty's Day. It's just I just had a thought, and it reminded me of something you would say. So for St. Patty's Day, everyone wears green for the Irish. Kiss me, I'm Irish. St. Patty's Day parade. Everyone is Irish today. Everyone goes drinking to celebrate that Irish stereotype. What if Black History Month was recognized in that way? Everybody wears black for the month. Everyone eats soul food. Kiss me, I'm black. A black parade. First of all, 
I don't like this idea because I feel like somebody would disrespect it with blackface immediately. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, what, yeah, that would never happen, but it's a shame the Irish are recognized in such a celebratory way, but we aren't. It's like, oh, God, it's Black History Month. They're black people. Facebook pages are going to get all blackity black with black history and such. Oh, well. Yeah, well, you know, at the same time, um, the key to that St. Patrick's Day is that it's not serious. And they're not trying to teach you any history. They're not trying to discuss any irrelevant issues. They're just like, it's, it's been reduced to just getting drunk. Right. So that's the reason they celebrate it. If you reduced Black History Month to just getting drunk, which obviously I wouldn't be for, but no. if you introduce, if you just reduced it to 28 months of drunkenness, yeah, white people would love it. Then they would put on blackface. Of course. Great show. Uh, hi, guys. I just recently found your show. They started comments on that BuzzFeed article. Woo-hoo! Funny thing is, I tried out several of the shows they mentioned, but this is the only one I continued to listen to. I'm working my way through all the content you all put out, but I had just one question. Do you recap slash discuss the Walking Dead comics anywhere? Uh, not really. I mean, we do have a show called The Nerd Off, which is a premium show. It's a, where we talk about nerd culture and yeah. current events and happenings. And we discuss like comic books and stuff like that that we're reading, but not recap version. Like we yeah. don't really recap it. And, you know, I read so many comic books that, you know, it's, it's not like that. Uh, hold on. We got a call. Yo, you're on with the Black Eyed Tips. What's up? Oh, yeah. What's up, man? Hey, I hear a little echo in the background, but uh, what's up, dog? What's up? I wanted to ask a question. Let me uh, try to fix this. Mm. All right. Uh, I think I still hear something like, like I don't know. Mute your computer or yeah, you whatever you You got your recast on somewhere or something? Yeah. Yeah, turn that off. Turn that off or oh, turn it down. Or mute it. And then, and then we can hear it yeah, better. Yeah, because we're getting feedback from that. All right. You good now. Okay. I had a question. This is pertaining to uh, King Lamar album just coming out. And uh, Bomani had a episode like probably a month back where he talked about uh, hip-hop snobs and people who feel that you insulted their favorite deep rapper. Like, what experience have you had with people who pretty much when you tell them, hey, I don't I don't really just feel this guy or whatever? And they say, well, they start with the insults. You're probably too stupid to understand uh, what this guy is saying or you're not on our level or shit like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, they, I, I don't do that shit, but it's really a disservice to the artist when you do that, you know, cause that's not what the artist is going around saying. You know what I mean? Kendrick Lamar doesn't go around talking about everybody too stupid to understand my music. Nope. So why would you as a fan of him try to, to get somebody to like him, try to say that they, they insult them with that? Like, uh, it's, it's just relying on that. They, they're hoping that the person will be so insecure about their intelligence that they'll pretend to like Kendrick Lamar just to be included in some type of group thing, but that's fucked up, and that's not how you get fans. Um, also, we all have ears. Like, just because you like something doesn't make you fucking smart. It's a lot of smart, dumb niggas that listen to s- smart rappers or read books or do this, and they're still fucking stupid as shit. So 
you know i i think bo really resents that too because um a lot of people look at bo as a really intelligent dude so they form a bunch of stereotypes about what kind of music he should and should not be a fan of right and you know with bo i'm sure he gets approached a lot by people that's like oh you don't fuck with blank and he's like no nigga i fuck with you know ugk and crit and you know what i'm saying run the jewels and like you know and, and, and bo used to be a music critic so it's not even like you know it's in his wheelhouse to discuss music i think people just need to get over his opinion as far as whether whether or not that validates their own musical taste yeah i feel the same way i was mostly talking about uh people who do that to you because you express uh, you may not be able to somebody. I recently had to unfriend somebody on Facebook because I should have known better. He's from the DMV. They added a section, who's the leader of the new school and had a picture of uh, Kenny Lamar next to J. Cole. Mm-hmm. Somebody commented, oh, you need to put Wale in that conversation. <laughs> yeah. And I thought it would be funny. No, okay, I put him in the conversation. He had a spark when he started and now he just bought it. Right. And I I can't get him his music because I can't understand what he's saying because he sounds like he mumbles. Mm-hmm. And, and then I just got all these uh, you some stupid understanding of music. Uh, this is somebody I knew from college, and I, I just realized this really ain't a friend of mine because he started bringing up shit from 10 years ago about my character. You know, he realized, I know who you are. Damn. So they, they, it got that personal over fucking if Wale yeah. was, wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's crazy, man. Yeah, you can't. Yeah, I would unfriended them too. Getting personal over a fucking musical opinion. It's just music, man. Like, I think the reason I'm able to get along with people that about a lot of this shit is I don't really give a fuck what your opinion is. So if you like tell me Kendrick Lamar is whack, it ain't gonna it ain't gonna make me listen to the album less. And if you told me that J Cole is the best and nobody's fucking with him, I'm, it's not like I'm gonna be like, well, now I'm only listening to J Cole, like. Mm-mm. It, it's still my opinion and I still get to listen to what I want to. And I'm not going to personally insult your intelligence or any of that shit. Cause we don't like the same thing, man. People need to get over that shit. Me, me and Bo don't like the same music all the time, but like, it's never been an issue between us. Cause you know, who gives a fuck? It's all arbitrary. That's right. All right. Thank you for taking the question, man. You have a good one. You too, man. Peace. Peace. Yeah, man. I've I never understood that shit. That, the listen the music you listen to makes you smart or dumb no it doesn't Mm-mm. a lot of yeah. dumb motherfuckers with a fucking collection of krs-one but they stupid as shit when you talk to them right not to mention they rappers man like a rapper isn't always a scholar like sometimes niggas just sound smart on a record shit case in point common how many people was touting him as like a very smart like new renaissance man and now this nigga out here shilling for fucking race together and now it's like oops Right, and then you have uh, somebody like Trinidad James, which is the complete opposite. Yeah, I think when I was young and I resented being uh, musically kind of outcast and being a bit out there with some of my hip-hop selections, I think that's when I had, when I was probably like 15, I had the stupid like point of view of, well, that's because you guys are too stupid, so you would rather listen to Big than listen to Souls of Mischief because you like stupid music. And then, I don't know, you just get older and you're like, well, actually, I like Big. I like Souls of Mischief. Right. I like Common. I like Tri-Call Quest. Diversity. 
yeah i like a bunch of shit and i don't think anyone's stupid for not liking something that i like that's mm. It's all taste and yeah. it's all subjective. Right. I got a college degree and I listen to some of the most ignorant. I listen to Migos, which is some of the most ignorant music you can listen to. Migos make you want to start a fight for no goddamn reason. Yeah. I remember when, uh, what's that nigga's name? Um, he not, Teray. I remember when Teray said some shit to Bo about he don't want a woman that doesn't understand the finer points of rock him or some shit. And Bo was like, can't twerk to no fucking rock him. Yeah. Who, 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 who the, who the person that want that woman? Anyway. I'm sure there's somebody out there that wants that woman. I'm just saying. Who like come yeah, on dog. You in the twerking, I mean like, we, you trying to shame you trying to shame somebody for shaking their ass to some motherfucking little John? Get the fuck out of here. Not me. Turn down for what? Uh funny thing is I tried out several shows they mentioned, but this is the only one I can tell you to listen to. I'm working my way through Oh yeah, so do we recap Walking Dead? Your recaps of the show are hilarious and I love listening to them, even though I don't really watch the show. I only ask because I don't want to wait another two years to hear your jokes about ezekiel and his hawaiian shirts thanks and keep up the good work well yeah i'm sorry we don't really recap the comics man and then even when we do a nerd off sometimes we're on there with people that haven't watched read the comics uh sometimes karen is behind so i don't want to spoil things but i I do love the walking dead comic i Mm -hmm. you know that's my jam one of my favorite comics uh p.s karen i love your laugh it's totally infectious thank you city uh, Mr. Span says Detroit Walkins man, walking Detroit's walking man. What's good, fam? I've been meaning to write y'all for a minute, but shit just keeps getting in the way. But anyway, let me first say to Karen, congratulations on the big chop. Thank you. You look marvelous. My girl rocks a short dude also, and I ain't gonna lie, her face be tighter than any damn fade I ever <laughs> had in my life. You gotta keep it tight, man. So rock that shit, lady. LOL. But really quickly, I wanted to touch on the story you guys spoke about on episode 910 about the man from Detroit walking to and from work. I, for one, was just happy to see folks doing something good for somebody else. Uh, Seeing as how it's Detroit, we got enough stories about all that bullshit that goes on here and the water shutoffs to the bank, from the water shutoffs to the bankruptcy. But I was surprised to hear Rod say he agreed with James Robertson's ex in regards to him giving her $50,000. I say he shouldn't give her the, her money grubbing ass shit. And here's why. James Robinson was paying a woman $220 a week to rent a room at the house. Well, yeah. I mean, now that I know that, I'm with you, Spain. <laughs> yeah. That wasn't in the article. Yeah, if they would have wrote that. And my thing is, like, I was on his side from the beginning because I was thinking it's more to this story than, than me star. And, yeah. and I honestly, truthfully, I don't even believe honestly because people ain't shit i don't even believe he promised her that money i think she made that she shit lie right mm-hmm. i w- listen a nigga that charged 220 a week for a room a week dog they'll lie they'll sit up there and lie and be like he told me he was gonna give me some money like nah for what nigga you got you got all your money R- right because as far as she could get a thousand dollars a month she gonna have to work because uh, somebody in the house got to work because he basically mm-hmm. walking working and paying the rent because that much money a month he was paying the mortgage yeah, he paying all they rent. Probably the mortgage, the power, and the food in the house. Shit. Yeah, all they rent. What y'all bringing into this relationship? Um, Add to that fact that the woman living there with her grown-ass son and her ex-husband, yeah, they can all go get jobs. Fuck that. Knowing that neighborhood the way I do because I used to work in the area, I'm not surprised at all that Robertson wouldn't feel safe there. And with everybody in the world knowing you just came into that kind of money with a brand-new car sitting right outside, you better believe he was a target. I believe that. Right. Yeah, that wasn't my bone of contention. I was just like, break her off something if, you know, if she, she let you stay there when times was rough. But 
nigga, two twenty a week. Yeah, they was taking advantage of him. What else do you get with that? Nothing. He didn't have money. He could it, it, even if he wanted to actually save up for a car, he couldn't. Right, that's the car. Right. Anyway, sorry for the long email, fam. Just thought it I, it should be some backstory that you should be aware of. Love the show. Keep them coming. The official gun nut of the black autism span. Ha <laughs> no. Gun nut. No, you're not the gun nut, sweetie. Oh, my God. This is the longest email ever. What is this? HBCU oh. <laughs> regret. Uh, our boy Jay Fulright said, what up, Rob and Karen? Let me apologize for the long length of this email right off the bat, but I've been meaning to send it for a while, but I kept forgetting. So I woke up at 5 a.m. West Coast time to make sure I could get it in for today's show. Rodriguez and Karen, I love how you guys always ride for HBCUs. The episode with John Minus inspired me to write this ep- this email. You can read it all or none of my story if you feel it's too long. I will try to read it all. That's my goal. When I applied to college, I didn't really know what the fuck I was doing. I pretty nobody does. Yeah, nobody does. I pretty much applied to all the schools that sent me free waivers in the mail. <laughs> I feel you. <laughs> nobody in my family. Uh, oh, fee waivers. Yeah. Uh, nobody in my family had gone to college, so we weren't really able. They weren't really able to help. The only rule was that I was not allowed to go to a college in my home state of Georgia. My college counselors were typical racist white counselor that tries to tell you to aim low. I basically ended up applying to the same schools my black friends, and I also applied to Howard. My guidance counselor applied to Morehouse behind my back because she didn't think I'd get into any of those four schools I applied to. I got into all my schools, save the one that I deliberately sabotaged. Well, when it came down to picking a college, Howard didn't offer me enough of a scholarship. I asked for more, and they denied me. So I ended up at a PWI in North Carolina where I would only have to pay for two years of room and board, and I loved that I loved that school. Ultimately, it ended up being the best place for me at the time. But it was very difficult academically, and because I grew up in Atlanta right down the street from the Atlanta University Center, it was the first time I was in a majority white environment. It's not like you have to worry about being called nigger daily, but it's very weird to walk in a class of 150 students and there be only two or three black people if you're lucky. The thing about PWIs and mine in particular is that you have a very strong, you have a very strong black community. We had a lot of the same experiences, at least socially, that my friends who went to HBCUs had, but just not the same magnitude. But that being said, there isn't a lot of diversity within the black community. Most of the black people are from well-to-do families. If you're from poverty, like I was, it was very hard to fit in. So when I heard Rob Stark tell John about the diversity of blackness, it made me wonder how much more comfortable I would have felt among my peers if there were more people from my economic background. Fast forward three years, and I'm barely hanging on. And it's not that I wasn't smart. It's just that I never had to study in my life, and I literally didn't know how to study yeah a lot of people yeah. have that problem yeah that's the problem i had yeah because you you know because a lot of times every high school is different and some high schools they don't really challenge some high schools they don't uh, especially go to public schools the uh, school systems don't invest the money into the system and shit like that and how to study isn't a problem uh high school now for a lot of is can you regurgitate what we give you not actually learning can, here's here's the answers when I give you a test, can you repeat the same thing that I taught you? Because everything now is so standardized. Yeah. Um, I would say uh, also the one of the things I liked about HBCU is they, they let people in of all backgrounds. Correct. So, um, you know, it's like the poverty thing isn't really a big deal or like coming from a, 
rougher environment isn't necessarily as big a deal because like you you definitely won't be the only one there's no right type of black at the school no it's not Side note, I dated a chick at at A&T who had a friend taking Algebra 2. I was amazed at A&T's willingness to meet students where they are. At my school, the lowest math you could take was calculus, and if you want a math person, better hope you can escape with a D. Yeah, yep. Uh, Back to the story. Plus, I was trying to keep up with cool kids, so I was working three jobs so I could have the same kind of spending money they had. Shit. I met a black econ professor who took me to lunch one day and basically said, get your shit together. Never had anyone taking an interest in me despite being at my school for two and a half years at that point. She made a deal with me. If I took this graduate economics summer program and got a 3.0, she would buy me a computer for senior year. Like I mentioned earlier, I came from poverty, so I literally had nothing when I came to college. I agreed to do the program because I really needed, I really wanted a laptop. In the summer's program, in the summer program, I had the pleasure of having three professors from HBCUs, plus Bomani Jones is my TA. He's a jerk of a TA, by the way, but he at least makes economics interesting. (laughs) And Rupert and Karen, for the first time in my life, economics clicked. It was like HBCU professors spoke my language. They explained material so plainly that it was easy to digest. We didn't spend the whole class doing theorems. We did theorem and then put it into real life. So the same classes that I literally had gotten an F in the semester before I got an A in the graduate version because it finally started to make sense. That summer, we went on tours of some economics PhD programs, and one of the stops was at Howard. Brad, it was July, and the place was jumping. We stood out the most, uh, was the, what we stood out the most was that there, what stood out the most was that there were so many beautiful black women. Pretty much all the black women in my school were beautiful, but they were all the same type of chick. It was, I was amazed at the University of Howard. Yeah, that's true, too. Now, one uh, thing about HBCUs, you're going to put it like this, any, any type of blackness from the brightest to the darkest right. of us is going to be there from natural to relaxed to twisted to curly, big hips, wide hips, no hips at all. We're going right. to be there. They got everything. Right. Fast forward one and a half years, and I'm applying to PhD programs in economics. I thought about Howard and really wondered if I'd be able to finish a PhD with so much fun around. Either way, Howard was on my short list, but as I started talking to my friends about programs, they brought up the rankings, and Howard wasn't in the top 100. How can you go from a school that's ranked in the top five in the country to a school that's not even in the top 100, they said, and I fell for it. I ended up going to an Ivy League school for my PhD in economics. I was miserable as fuck. I was literally the only black person in every single class. When it was time to find study groups, nobody wanted to be in a group with me. In a class of 100 people or so, five of us were American, four uh, out of five were white, and they didn't want my black ass in their study groups. The funny thing is that Bo told me it was going to be like this. I I just thought, nah, that was your experience. Anyway, I survived mainly because I made friends with black locals through my church, and they really held me down for four years. Yeah, man, a lot of people, like, they just are really dismissive of it, but the social aspect of school affects the academic aspect of school. Mm -hmm. And when you hear people say shit like, how are you going to learn to fit into the white world? Because you live in one, you're not going to not be able to. It's not like you're going to escape it. Right, the whiteness doesn't disappear just because you went to HBCU. Yeah, people act like every 
like like you gonna get out of like i went to hbcu therefore my entire life is like the movie strictly business like right that's not how it works right works and and the thing that frustrates me the most when you're talking about how people was talking see that's the problem people act like uh when it comes to hbcus like the standards are lower no they got the same requirements as anywhere else they don't lower the standards just because they're hbcu and to be honest all that prestigious like ranking of school shit is one of those things when you're in academia it seems like it matters and when you're out of it you realize how little it matters right and a lot of times all it means is they got the right to charge your black ass more right but i mean in practice mm-hmm. when it comes to actually the job you either can do a job or you can't, can't. do the job and it doesn't matter where your degree was from as right. long as it is is accredited Nobody cares. Nobody cares. That's something that, that's hard to get people to understand. Nobody cares. And a lot of this quote unquote connection and all that stuff, a lot of it does not benefit you if you're not white. That's the thing that is hard for people to understand. If you're not white, you don't get all these connections. Yep. Um, so he says, uh, oh, a PhD program is generally five years. I'd made it through all the coursework. Oh, I meant, I meant to mention this too. Statistically, black kids struggle more and drop out more um or at least i i don't know the latest statistics but i know just a couple years ago uh at at, at pwis yes they do they- and i think i think a lot of that is the social structure of it and and if you're black and you live in america you understand already the stress that comes with certain types of environments and where you're not considered where you're not really mm-hmm. You know, like the the subtle, um, passive type of racism. Correct. Where, like you said, you want to be in a study group, but no one reaches out to you. Nobody. You know, and it's not, you know, no one came out and called you a nigger. Nobody told you. Mm-mm. Like a lot of them don't even know why they didn't pick you to do Correct. a study group. They didn't even think about you. Mm-hmm. You were never an option. Right. Which makes it tougher to get through school, but... You know, now you have the awkward, like, so am I supposed to reach out to them? And, you know, what, like, what happens with me? Or if I ask and someone says, oh, I already got my group. I'm sorry. Like, now you're fucked. Right. And, and really, you're fucked because you're black, but you don't know that and you can't say that. Right. So you just got to deal with it. Correct. You know? Um, and, and I think that's that's a difficult thing to deal with, man. Um, So I made it throughout the coursework. And I'd written half of my dissertation, but after four years, I literally couldn't take it anymore. I ended up taking a master's degree and dropping out after a dude in my program committed suicide. The funny thing is that I'm the only person, say Bo, that I know who didn't finish their econ PhD. Bo's a star on ESPN, and I'm out west wondering if I have been smart enough to ignore my friends and follow my heart to Howard if I would have finished my PhD. If only this podcast existed eight years ago. Hey man, Who maybe knows? for the next J Fool that's listening right now, or somebody that has a, a another a, someone in their family or whatnot, man, maybe people can learn from this, like not to be so dismissive of the experience and not to think that just because something's black that it's subpar, inferior, or less than. Yeah, like because because you know by correlation you you think that about yourself and you think that about your own people and your family and all the shit that you're in involved in and that's not that's not fair to you and it's not fair to, to society in general don't internalize that right and also I, I i do and and maybe this is me being optimistic i don't think you would have quit uh because if you were willing to put that much time and that much effort in and especially you'd have had more people willing to reach out more people willing to help more people 
you know, willing to go to bat and help you and guide you and and, and well, not just that. You don't want to quit when it's literally your friends. When it's Correct. your like when it's your when you feel like your peers, like you have a connection with them. You don't want to quit. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like niggas won't let you. Like you know, like uh, when John Smith was my roommate, there was times where he would get up and be like, "Man, you're not going to class." Like, get, go up, get up, go to class. I'm like, yeah, you're right. I need to get up and go my ass to class. You know what I mean? Now, you know you got a test tomorrow. You're going to study. Like, we used to do that. We check each other. But we couldn't have done that if we weren't friends. Correct. If he was just some nigga that lived in my dorm or whatever, or some dude I had class with, but I didn't want to be in a study group, I would have just been like, fuck him. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know that dude like that. Oh, well, he didn't go to class, and I'd be laughing about it. You know, our even roommates that I hated, I would be like, man, you should really like go to class, man. You can't just stay in here and smoke weed all day. Like people I don't like, but it was a connection culturally, you know, like we bonded over other shit, music, mm-hmm. you know, what, you know, girls, you know, you bond over that shit. Like to, one thing that people just don't talk about with the, with that experience, I don't know if it's just too taboo, but like. One of the things that 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 I think um, I really liked about HBCU is sometimes you just sit around at the cafeteria or something and be like, "Man, so and so is bad. Yeah, she bad as shit, man. Yeah, she she this that and the other." And if I was at a white school and most of my classmates were white and I had to like you know really search out and find those black people, not that not that that's not possible, not that that's bad or anything. Like, you know, now there's a whole nother set of circumstances where it's like, what kind of women do we like? Right. And what kind of, what kind of conversations are we going to have about women? What kind of. They're probably not the same conversations. Yeah. Like you about to, don't be frowning your face up when I say Serena's fine. Cause like, it's a big difference between that HBCU Serena's fine and that guy that, and that PWI Serena's fine. Cause not one of them, I got to fight everybody in the room. Right. You know what I mean? But, but anyway, all that to say the social aspect of it does get underplayed a lot. And mm-hmm. I think uh, there's a power in social connections. There's a power in um, that. There's a certain power in seeing yourself quote unquote in positions of power in the university. Um, and there's also a power in just like not having to expend extra energy socially correct there's something like it's stressful it's, enough the college experience yeah it's certain it's something about it and I, I don't know how to necessarily put it into i don't know how you quantify it but there's something about where like i can just be a student right here you know that being said doesn't mean you can't be a student other places and it doesn't mean that it's better or worse experience right. or any of that shit mm-hmm. i really do want to be thorough and i because i know people are very insecure about it there's a lot of people yeah. who said a lot of disinformation there's a lot of people that try to make it into a false ultimatum i don't really care where you go i want black people to be happy i want y'all to succeed i want everybody to be happy and succeed but specifically i love to see black people happy and successful i love to see black people achieve um because it's one of those things that we struggle with you know post-secondary education right um and it's something that i i'm going to promote regardless of where you go but yeah yeah, there's something whatever's best for you and every college experience ain't for everybody yeah not i would even say not every hbcu is for you no it's not some there's some hbcus where you would make it and others where you i mean it's like every school right like Mm -hmm. 
there's no you know there's some like you might make it at morehouse but maybe you wouldn't have made it at howard you know um it's possible um so what else oh so he says uh what i hope what i hope younger listeners learn from my story is that rankings aren't everything if you truly want to succeed you'll put in that time and effort the path to the final debt to the final destination might not be the same but you'll get there eventually so you might as well go to college and where you think you'll be the best fit and have the best time correct all right rollo and karen thanks for how you do j4 p.s i was listening to the archives one day and i didn't realize how long i've been a fan of the show I think i've been listening since around episode 10 now you guys are approaching a thousand shows crazy it is crazy j4 that's crazy as shit all right uh, we got a couple letters too like physical letters because people send us stuff ashanti wrote this letter dear rod and karen got inspired to try the chocolate salted ball recipe and naturally i'm sending you a taste bon appetit ashanti and mom thank you ashanti and thanks mom they were delicious we ate the shit out of those yes we did all the balls shay wrote in karen congrats on the big chop one of the first things you'll learn is that natural products are expensive so here's a few things for you to try out when i uh when you grow your first half inch let me know when you get this and i will send you the link to the youtube video of me getting my big chop it's kind of funny shay davis heart oh she did send karen so much stuff guys yes and thank you and my buckets of stuff and my hair is growing like crazy like i you know i know my hair grows but i think of my hair being in its natural state it's just allowed to just grow naturally Mm -hmm. and it is just growing natasha p um sent a whole bunch of stuff uh like grooming spray a bunch of stuff man stuff for roger too yep man thank you natasha look i seen the receipt on this i was like man i don't even know what to say to this girl just thank you so much ma'am yes um and i can't say i can't say thank you enough it means merry christmas to us you and shay y'all hooked us y'all hooked us up yes you know? and thank you and i'm gonna get that jet is what i'm trying to say yeah we're gonna get that jet we're gonna get the jet y'all keep sending shit in and uh i'm gonna pawn some of this grooming spray and that's that's another payment on the big jet. Yes, I can't say thank you enough, and it it just means the world to me that you guys have just been so supportive. Like I I can't express just the happiness and just the joy for just y'all just being so ex acceptive of it. And for me, it's making the process was easy, but it's just making it easier. And lastly, we got this e- uh well letter from my girl uh, girl Davis. Oh uh she sent this with a whole bunch of snacks foreign snacks that we can't read any of the words on yeah i I put them i put them up on the on the facebook page and shit i was like i don't know what it is somebody said i read a little bit japanese it says waffles i don't know it was delicious all of it was good um dearest rod and karen sorry for taking so long with the mini snack box i promise life got in the way and by that i mean that instead of staying in korea for another year i'll be leaving a few weeks after i oh by the way i got permission to read this guys because you know i had some personal stuff and i was like you sure you want to read this after i mailed this uh was c-u-r to you uh, i'm gonna say package Mm -hmm. after i mailed this package to you in fact by the time this reaches you i'll probably be back in london To cut a long story short, a manager at work took a severe disliking towards me and wrote a three-page report of lies about me and then tried to use that document to get me to sign a new uh, bogus contract where I'd have no rights. Shit. I obviously didn't sign. I don't blame you. Hence why I'm on my way home now. (laughs) Damn right. 
Yeah, I think she's still there, but like on the last week or so. Mm-hmm. As for these snacks, uh, I, I tried to get as much stuff that wouldn't be so hard on you guys as lactose intolerant people. I too am, uh, wait, I also, I too am also severely lactose intolerant. Page two. The green stuff on the bottom is called Kim. And it's seasoned seaweed traditionally eaten with rice. We haven't ate that yet. We yeah. got to make us some rice. Try cutting it up into hand slash fist size squares and put uh, fried rice in it. Uh, oh, wait. Fried rice inside of it, then eat it. And tell me what you think. It's one of my favorite things to eat with rice in Korea. The rest are just sweet snacks. I hope y'all can enjoy together. We did. We, we ate all that shit, and we still are enjoying it. It's delicious. I hope y'all can enjoy it together, yeah. One of them tastes like cereal with no milk. It was good. Right. It was just cereal. It's like a handful of cereal in a bag. Right. Why we don't sell it that way in America already? And I don't mean, like, the cheap Walmart cereal mm-hmm. in a bag. I mean, why you can't just buy, like, a bag of tricks from the store? Right. Like, the same way that you buy, like, chips in a bag, just tricks in a bag. Right. That's it. Thank you for your wonderful show and for helping me so much. I made a uh, life for myself in Korea over the last two years. Things change so rapidly here, but you guys have remained consistently great. I love you guys from uh, Mashallah, a.k.a. Girl Davis. Thank you. Thank you, sweet. And that's it for today, man. We'll be back at 10, and then Monday, uh, uh, tomorrow we'll be back at 10. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, Monday at nine, nine, we have Nick, Jew, and Reggie from What's the Tea. Yep. Tuesday at nine, Mm -hmm. we have, uh, Siege and Mel from, um, Good and Terrible. Mm -hmm. And then Wednesday is our normal recap of The Walking Dead. So it's going to be a busy week here at the Blackout Tips. Yes, it is. And we hope you guys can stay on board and, uh, and see it through with us. All right, guys. Talk to you guys tomorrow. Until then, love you. I love you too, baby. Mwah.